Yes, good evening again to another Ragga Twins Confidential. Um, and today we have none other than the impressionable, irresistible Ooh. MC Deck. Really? Well, not ir irresistible to me, yeah. but <laughs> to the Ravens. And the I hope it's to the Ravens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there you go. Tim's How you doing, Deck? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. Well, I'm a bit tired, actually. I came straight from the gym, so a bit worn out. You're still going to the gym, man. I love the gym, man. The gym is like... Do you know what? You know, I go into the gym. I wasn't even into the gym, you know. I was like... I know. You when honest, I first met like, you, was a better yeah. skinny as this yeah, I'll tell you, I wasn't really into it, man. But but then, you know, we was on call. Different to you, though, because you know it was really popular. But I went popular. I come popular with Jungle, innit? So... Um, I remember freaking when I got popular now, everybody in the ends, remember the ends got popular first. Mm. Remember you came to Clapton, it was like, I yeah, big up you man, yeah, no yeah. upper, big up you man, catch you man last night, yeah, yeah. wicked show. So I, I was just in the hood thing, and then the hood thing's like, you know, it was my first taste of, because in the beginning, do you remember when it, when it first came in the beginning, we was like, I mean, it's different for you, like, it's kind of weird saying to you, because like, you, you lot are like, you know. Well, forget it's us. Yeah, forget, yeah. All right, okay, so when, when you first break through, you know, when we first broke through, it was like, I remember everybody changed towards me. My friends, you know, girls that used to call me Big Nose. <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> me. You know what I'm saying? Um, so you're saying, well, it changed for the better, yeah? It, it was great. It, okay. It was okay. magnificent. It was like, and so, your name's and, everybody, and, that. Yeah, yeah. and everybody wanted to do things for me. <coughs> right, right. You understand? Right, the right. local gangster man wanted to do things for me. Do you understand? The Ross, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, Man wanted to come and come. Let me take you close shopping, man. No, no, good place. Look, look, come link me. I'll come take you to do the shopping. Not even I've come and link him. I'll come and link you. Yeah. And next man was like, Debt, man, yeah. You know, because you know, Debt is a West Indian slang. Mm. Yeah. So my bridging was like, um, I mean, you don't know him, Cass. Yeah, yeah, Cass. yeah Cass here. So, them times he had dreadlocks at the time. Yeah. And he was like, um, Debt, come on, let me take you to the gym, man. But you can't have a name like Debt. You have to be, you have to look Debt. Yeah. If you're going to be Debt, you got to look Debt as well, innit? Well, you got me there, you know. You know what? Come then. And he would come. He was bad for two years, yeah. Because I was still at my mum's for two years. He would come to my mum's house, and she would let him in certain times when I was knocked out from a dance before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I just get in an hour before. But he's like Mr. Motivator. He just come in, push open my bedroom door, and like, yo, Dick, get up, man. Yeah, get up and wake me up and take me to the gym. Nine in the morning, nine thirty. It was mad. And so he done that for me for two years, man. You know, I didn't pay him a thing. He just did it for just, me. Do you yeah, understand? Yeah, yeah. And, I then he went off to become a fireman and then um and I, I I was in this routine now, you know what I mean? So and then I got friends there and you know, and people that I didn't even know went gym was going gym and it just became a community for me. So, you know, and there's only when I was doing it before, there was only a handful of gyms that had that kind of weights in it. So you kinda I was part of that community and uh, and I am still in it now, isn't it? So I just like it. Okay, okay. I, I, I remember the first time I saw you. Mm. That had cool London coming this coming the the, the little house down on um Amherst yeah, Road. Yeah, Amherst Road with yeah, old Phoebe's. And um when I got in there, you was just standing there mm. in the corner like mm. I can't remember, I think Brocky was playing. I don't even know can't remember who was MC. Me and Flinty might have been MC, but you was just standing there just taking yeah. it in, like taking it in. Yeah. And then the week after I heard you and I thought, mm. well, just the voice is strong because mm. you, yeah, yeah, you yeah. got that strong voice, you know what yeah, I mean? Because yeah. you could be, you could actually be yeah. a rapper. Yeah, yeah, you understand? Yeah. And from there I saw your your, your career. What was it, what is it like 
Well, that's that's what he was doing before. He was rapping. I was rapping, was rapping before, before, yeah. Before he, the jungle thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's start so, there. Let's, no, let's go right back to oh, right, right. youth and... Oh, well, when he used to chat our lyrics in the playground. And all that type <laughs> yeah. of stuff. All oh, right, so yeah, man. I can go back. Let's so the reason why the reasons you probably walked in the room and yeah. I was just standing in the room taking it in because I was like, wow, I'm with the Ragga Twins. Yeah. I remember one time I was at school and um, we was walking from school now and was going past the petrol station in Lower Clapton. And um, used to were in the petrol station in the car. Yeah, I think you had BMs back then, you was in the car. And my brethren was like, Scatter's younger brother, my friend, um, younger brother, Jay, yeah. JJ. Yeah. He's like, well, there's Ragga Twins over there, you know? And I was like, what? First time I ever seen, like, because I got all the tapes, we got all the tapes and all the things then. We used to go to school now. I used to listen to sound tapes, but I went to die hard on the sound tapes, like, them, them man there, the latest tapes coming out, them man needs to get it. I weren't really like that because I was more into rap. Yeah. And nobody, rap was new and nobody weren't really into it and more people was more into um, reggae. So, you know, I passed my dad at a reggae band and stuff like that. So I was kind of trying to run from reggae and ragga and things, you know what I'm saying? So I was more on the rap thing and, um, but I knew obviously who the Unity sound was and I knew who Flinty and D-Man was and, um, my brethren used to always say to me, um, yeah, you got a voice like Demon Rocker. Yeah, you got the hard voice. And when we was in school, we used to sap the keyboard and plug it into speaker them thing, and a man will be there for half whole of lunchtime. Doom, 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 doom. You know, just, yeah. like, you know, that was his whole lunch. He wastes his whole lunch break. Same rhythm every day. The same rhythm. Same right, and we come. It's a keyboard. He, he weren't. He weren't trained. You know. Oh, he found like that. Out, he found that. Yeah, play that every every lunchtime when the teacher like, allows us in there. We hook up the mic. We should just chat. And I used to sing. I never used to chat lyrics. I never used to rap because they weren't really into it. And in school, they take technique at you. So I didn't used to rap because they weren't really in it. Mm. And so I used, to sing, I used to sing. I made some classics in school. I had some school classics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When they recorded them, or like, or no, just, well, just was it? no, it was just a school <laughs> classic amongst the man. Yeah, like, come in then. Girl in blue. <laughs> <laughs> then he was coming. So <laughs> then he was coming. <laughs> this is new I to me. About three songs. This is new to me. That's why I I've heard me, enough interviews with this friend and I've never heard this one. Me, JJ, because JJ used to like, remember, he used to like Tippertone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he used to kind of roll around with Tippertone. So Jay, JJ, God bless his soul. And um, who else was there? Well, there's a couple others. I can't remember their names. And there's a couple others in there. And then there's other people just in there. Cause it was just, a, you know, lunchtime here inside the room, inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could see out to the playground thing was on the ground floor. So bust the window, turn up the music. So, yeah, there was something, there was something. <laughs> and everyone's looking out through the window and I did, girl in blue. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That was a hit for me. That was a big hit. Did you do it in assembly? Huh? Did you do it? No, it wasn't like that. No. It was our recreation. Yeah, yeah. But I thought you were. You know, the teacher, sometimes the teacher, teacher say, do this. No, no, the teacher would just say it up. It's yeah. lunchtime. I know. So he's I gone. Know. To, he's off. He just set up the things that, okay, you guys, okay, right, so, right. I want you to pack it up and put it back into the room yeah. over there. You don't need the key, just want to shut the door, it's already locked, all right? Okay, yeah, I'm trusting you. Yeah. <laughs> trusting you. I'm like, yeah, sir, cool, man. Teacher's going every day. Ding, 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 ding. And just grab the mic, and when we're done, we just put back the stuff in the music room and just shut the door. Oh. So we can come back and do it tomorrow. So that's kind of like, <laughs> kind of like what, it's kind of like what D-Man done, to be fair, isn't it? It's like with you and your version of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we used to go to some um, place down um, Holborn. Yeah. Every day, the, the school, we used to pay for our travel, the, the uh, three hours in this music place, beer, 
big you know studio speakers and guitar and drum yeah. and everything I couldn't play no instruments so I just yeah. went there to pick up the mic it was my brethren mm. said let's go come mm. D-man you know well, yeah, yeah. come David you know and they mean? were jamming and they were jamming so yeah. I just pick up the mic and yeah. just chat some big ute lyrics big <laughs> <laughs> you know I was 13, 14 yeah, yeah, yeah. write lyrics <laughs> but I hear it's tune that my yeah, mum yeah, and dad yeah. buy you know what I mean that was cool in the early years for me I was kind of like when I was into the when I was more into rapping, and so my friends weren't listening to rap, rap, the little rap that was getting there. So I had memorized a lot of the rap tunes that I had heard. Mm. So when they used to flash and we was walking down the road, and I'd flash a, a sixteen bars of KRS One or something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And they, don't know. Be, they don't know it. Put your badge, you know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but my delivery was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, somebody else's lyrics, but my delivery yeah, yeah, was yeah. really but that's good. That's how everybody starts. Yeah, yeah. That's how we all got the inspiration from somebody. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And then chat the lyrics and then. I used to chat D Man's record. I used to chat D Man's lyric. Um, you know, when I used to, um, get to, was going to college in the early years, um, I used to chat his lyrics in, in you know, that's do it on the table, boom, and do it on the table, boom, 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 boom. And I did it like that, and then managed to chat the lyric. I would just chat with D Man's um, the TDA. Nobody knew it. Mm. I don't know why. I had this tape. Mm. Yeah, and it had you lot clashing some sound. And you said this lyric on there, and um, I thought that lyric's bad, man. But I never ever, nobody ever said, boy, yeah, the TDA lyric. Yeah, nobody ever spoke about it. You understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, this could be a hidden gem for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll use this. <laughs> yeah, man. I saw flash TDA detector on my way. How can I stop? You know what I'm saying? Man was like, whoa, go on there. Yeah. <laughs> like, boy, they're going to find out soon, man. I know that. I don't have to tapes. You know it because I didn't flash it that long. It, it, weren't, a, it weren't one of my regular you know, lyrics. Like, it got a like, year, yeah, if that. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that's why I, was, I got a gem. Yeah. <laughs> a little gem there. I might go and dig it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a wicked... I always say that you should take it into jungle, man. It'd be a wicked tune, man. It's like, you know, it, it, it's topical and, um, mm. you know, it's quite funny as well coming to the end. It's a good lyric. So when did you um, realise that jungle was your thing? Um, do you know what? It was more like the lifestyle thing because... Was you raving jungle before you started? No, I weren't. I went. I say more lifestyle thing because like it was just starting to. You lot didn't really see this bit because you lot was out already being musicians. But the bit was where I Brockies across the road. You know, I see Brocks when he come out of his house. We just sit at my mum's doorstep right out the front. Big John's outside my friend's neighbour's house. His neighbour, Brocky's neighbour. Mm -hmm. You know, congregating around there and kind of chatting stuff. Let's just see Brocky coming and going. And um, so once he take him to the station the first couple of times. I'd just be out there. Whenever I see him, I'd be like, what are we saying? Like, yeah, come. I'd say it was a kind of lunchtime. I'd see him. And we'd go over to um, to the flats in Lower Clapton. And um, there was a cafe in there. We'd go into this cafe. And um, the Russia Feblot used to be go to the same cafe. That's how I met Shabba. He, he, he'd been around there. I forgot the name of the flat. Peter Bouncer used to be around there as well. And uh, around them flats. And um, Not Nightingale, no? Is it Nightingale? Because there was a youth centre around the front. Yeah. Um, Lower Clapton, my man. What's it called? Um, just, just by. Um, yeah, Nightingale. Nightingale. Yeah, Nightingale. So Yeah, I forgot the name. Um, what's the venue there? Eastman used to play in there. Downtown. The downtown club. Downtown. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. club. Yeah, yeah, downtown, downtown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. by Hackney Downs. Yeah. And there's a there was a um, a cafe in the flats, and so we yes. used to all. Yeah, you know about that, yeah. From the bakery and that. Yeah, and so that, that was square, kind of yeah. going to the bakery and it was like, and they go from there, everyone would be talking about radio and going up into the blocks. And then, you know, you'd all leave there and then we'd go up into the blocks. 
you know, or Dice has already been up there in the block already, and or talk about something that happened earlier on in the blocks. And we'll go up in the block and with Eastman and that, you know, get the stuff and then go and set up the radio. Mm. And that was the main thing. Eastman would go with Eastman and go home, set up the um the, the aerial, and then while he's sorting out the midpoint with Smurf, we would go to the studios and we I'll go to the studio with Blocky and Blocky would just play until we hooked on to the to the live to go out, do you understand? And we've just been there just playing for ages and then play until a, a DJ turned up. I mean, called, yeah, we're on now, and call the DJs and, up and get them to come in. Um, so we'd play it until, I still something to do, innit? I worked nights in a bakery. So um, in the daytime, you know, I was excited to just go and hang out. Mm -hmm. It was different to what I was doing before. I used to go to a boys club and stuff. So I had the boys club's friends. So it was, it felt like another boys club. Do you know what I'm saying? And rolling with Smurf and Eastman and Brox and Slippery and Remedy. And... So that time you wasn't even thinking of being a jungle MC. I don't really think no, about it because just... the main MC at the time, do you remember a guy named Stingray? Mm -hmm. Do you not remember Stingray from Cool FM? He was Cool FM's best MC. Okay. Yeah, his name was Stingray. They'd be like, hype, hype. I keep coming, yes. Don't you remember Stingray? Don't you remember Stingray? Sure. I remember um, the other little mad one. There. It was Stingray and... You know the mad one? He always he only, he only appears when Jungle Fever's on. What's his name again, man? Oh, what? Brocky's Bridget? Freddie. 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 No, he was younger yeah. than Freddie. Who was? Stingray? Stingray, yeah, he was younger than Freddie. He was like, um, probably a, like Remedy's age. At, you know, Remedy's a big man now, mm. but I'm saying. At the time, he's young. He's young mm, like that. Mm, mm. And he was short. And yeah, he had this mad style of MCing, but it really worked. And I used to kind of be slightly be in awe of him, like, because it was still hardcore-ish. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, weren't yeah. jungle, it yet. jungle yeah, yeah. So it hadn't really captivated me mm. yet, you know? Mm. What captivated me was the lifestyle of just hanging with them lot. Okay, yeah. Do you yeah, understand? Yeah. Somewhere to chill out and, do you know what I mean? And um, so it hadn't really caught me. And, you know, when I did go in there and MC for Brocky, when there weren't nobody there, just answer the phone. You know, I had a big phone there <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Hello, Cool FM. Mm -hmm. It's right, all that. And that was exciting for me. Yeah, big shout out to Zaza. Okay. Yeah, big shout out to Zaza. And then the more I was doing it and doing it and doing it, and then the music started to change a bit because we met a few people and um, they were giving Brocky tunes and they were kind of reggae, like, you know, jungle, but with jungle. a groove in it. Yeah. yeah, it had a groove in it. It went like, dun, 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 and then for the next fucking the next 16 bars. These ones are actually a groove that mm. came back on itself. And dun, 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 it had a groove in it, you know what I mean? So it sounded to me a bit more like hip hop. And I'd rather when Brocky played more the beaty stuff rather than the reggae stuff, because as I said, I was running from reggae because yeah. my whole background is that. So this rap thing I was really into. So I wanted to see if the rap, my rap could work on this. And I tried, and it didn't work. Do you know what I mean? It like, because you was doing it like proper slow, like proper slow rap. rap. And so I was trying to... that's how you was. That's how you was when I first yeah, heard you. I was chatting it slow kind of like. And then I heard Fearless on Rush FM. And he was rapping. But he was rapping like... <laughs> <laughs> I ain't doing that. That sounds mad. You understand? It's like, you're just rapping really fast, bro. That's like... That don't make sense. So I started to just find ways of doing it. Like doing little four bar hooks. Because that's all I could do at the time. Mm. You know, trying to write for this thing was hard. So I would just, just do little four-bar hooks, four-bar hooks, four-bar hooks that fitted in to that little space in the in the track when yeah. it got to that groove bit. Mm. And I'd just spit the little four-bar hook, you understand? And um, that's why I get things like Too Many Bullets in the Pen and Creeping Through the Jungle and yeah, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they were the little hooks that fit. And if you notice, they're half-time. 
They're almost yeah. like reggae. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And they were the only ones that was really working at the time. Um, the rap thing wasn't really working. Mm. And then I found a way to do it where if I wrote a normal rap tune, rap lyric, and then I knocked words out, like looking at it, and then knocked out words that weren't necessary, mm. well, you know, they yeah, upset was, the flow I of do what that I'm now. saying. Yeah, I still do that. Yeah, I just knock out words until it was, you know, it was quite short. And it, and saying it, I wouldn't be, I, it made me sound fast, but I'm not fast. Mm. I'm just, you know, that word rhymes with that word rhymes with that word rhymes with that word rhymes with that word. You know what I mean? It was more, every other word was rhyming. So it sounded like you was going quick, but you know what I mean? And it sounded like a double time kind of thing, but you weren't really rapping fast. It's just like a double time thing. Do you know what I mean? I can't, it's quite, you know, it's not hard to explain, yeah. but, um, but difficult to explain. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying? Yeah. But it just made me sound a bit quicker. And then, you know, if you notice when you talk to youngsters, when you talk to them anyway, they talk a million miles an hour, mm-hmm. anyway. Where have you been today? What are you talking about? I was just over there. I was just over there. Just doing the thing. I'm just... Whoa! Slow down, man. Talk too fast. So when I was younger now, I was like that too. So when I was chatting these words, you know what I'm saying? I'm, to me, they, they weren't fast. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I was trying to... I was going to listen to I'm all chatting fast. But that's how you talk to man. Yeah. I remember me and Shabba met up at Mellow Mix, this next studio. Um, my brethren's kind of they run it and they was in there. I mean, Shabba was like in a heated like conversation, and then my mate said, "Do you know how fast you smells just talking to each other, <laughs> talking at each other?" <laughs> 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 Didn't even realize it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, but to, and, and then you know after what obviously I understood what I was doing, I found a way to spit on this music, and, um, and you know. Um, I was schooled by the right people. I had the Ragga Twins, I had Navigator, I had Moose, I had My Man, I had, um, who else is there? I got CVRPD, I got, you know, just, just, just you know, just um, a Mad P. I said, really check for Mad P. Like, because he gave me the idea of hooks. He gave me the idea, idea of, like, I call them Bible lyrics, yeah? A lyric that I can chat on absolutely anything for 20 years, and it will always fit and be exciting like the Bible. You know, you give somebody the Bible to the Bible's written ages ago, mm-hmm. but if you give the person a personal Bible today, and they read the Bible, it affects them the same way as if somebody heard it, read it 10 years ago, yeah. or somebody reads it, reads it tomorrow. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So I consider them, you know, and it's all the same. Though I, as we walk through the valley of death, I shall fear no It's, you know, it's solidified, mm-hmm. do you know what I'm saying? And no matter how many times you hear it, it affects you the same way. So I wanted to try and create like Bible lyrics. And then in comparison to that, you know, I'm sitting there on the mic, remember all this time saying, big shout to my man, big shout to my man, big shout. And I thought, I wonder who made that up? Do you know what I'm saying? Who made up big shout? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody must have. Somebody else got to have said it first. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Cause when I used to listen to the, the disc jockey radio on um, Tony Blackman and they, they weren't saying big shout. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so, hello to yeah, Jeffrey yeah, over yeah. in Sunnydale. And, you know, they weren't saying big mm. shot. So somebody actually created that. Mm. And, Oggy, 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 who created that? I, I As, think that was, they're saying it was CKP. 
Oggy, Oggy, Oggy was being said before CKP was even born. That's what they were saying. Before he was even born. He brought it to the race. Yeah, Oggy, 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 Oggy. No, I'm not talking about it. Yeah, but he brought it. Nah, you could go on a train platform. That's the talk. Yeah, that's the talk. Yeah, but that's not real. Well, that's absolutely They weren't saying it in Jungle Rays when we was going roast on that. They weren't saying it. Ravers. No, they were saying it before that. Ravers, that is not true. CKP, I love you, my brother, but you didn't create that for no racing. People are saying it in football. I heard Oggy 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 before I even started the rave scene. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, before, I hear that. I hear that. I go to the pub because I used to go to the pub down along the river next to the boys' club. I used to be, and we just go down there and hang out and all that. And there's have the disc jockey in there every now and again. On a Friday night, I would get really busy while people were out by the river. And he would say, Oggy Oggy Oggy. <laughs> get one down by the river, go, all right, all right, all right. I knew it from the pub. Okay. I went emceeing. I was probably about 14 or something like that. I, I first heard it. I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't um, know. Yeah, I knew it from a long time, man. I knew it from a no, long well, time. No, when we first heard it, like, <laughs> well, maybe we're not listening like to that. Living Dream and, and... Yes, Ravers, this tears, man. That's quite cold. Living Dream and World Dance. Yeah, but we weren't even listening to the MCs well, them by. time, there, so I wouldn't even remember what one well, MC... Well, the MCs weren't really MCs. That's what I'm saying. That's what you hear, yeah. I wouldn't even remember nothing from them... Them MCs, they were just shouting out people. Yeah, big shout. Big shout, yeah. Big shout to Oli, yeah. big up, big up, show, yeah, oh, you're yeah. dumb. And they'll say, oi, oi. Oi, oi, Somebody said, somebody, they said, oi, oi. Yeah, well, somebody made that up. So my whole thing was like, I really want to be that guy. I want to be the, and originally I was, because I thought that's what the rave scene was about. So I thought, I want to create lyrics that everybody says. Like all the MCs would say, and they won't know that it was me who made it. Mm. There should be a tune that had a lyric in there that said, back in the day, that said, Dark Horse. Yeah. But whenever I used to hear it, when Brocky played it, it sounded like he was saying, the way it was mixed, it sounded like he was saying Maximum Boost. So I thought, I like that. Mm. I'm going to stop. I'm not saying Big Shot ever again. And so I started saying Maximum Boost, Maximum Boost, Maximum Boost. Now everybody says Maximum Boost, but I started it. Mm. Nobody weren't saying it. I just didn't want to say big shout no more yeah, yeah, on the radio. So I changed it and said maximum boost. Now people say maximum boost like it's nothing. Do you understand what I'm saying? So I'm like, and my friends will tell you slang words that I'd created back in the day that we all use today around the around the whole country. And it, D, you started that. Is you started that from way back, way, way, when you first, you understand? So that's what I wanted to do. I just wanted to create lyrics that. So that's why I kept on repeating these same kind of hooks for people to take them on and use them, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But then they just became me, innit? Because you know how it is, you know. Raga Twins, they're about. Mm. You understand? Somehow I could have MC that, they're about. Nobody used it because it's Raga Twins. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I could have said MC that, they're about. You understand? Yeah. Somebody else could have said, you know, whatever, Big T, they're about. You understand? But you'd made the, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it stuck to you, do you understand? So I was trying to do that. And then at the same, and, and then you lot came, you know. I'm not saying you look like at the beginning of the call, but you weren't. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Because I remember because I was in awe of you lot coming. It's like, we must be something now. Cool. Because we've got the Ragga Twins here now. And then Navi was coming. And DJ Ron, I knew him from TNT. And DJ Ron's there. I'm like, what? Station's popping off. Okay, with the man's with my head. And I'm part of this. I'm just going to stand in the studio. Man. It's been the man there to know me. <laughs> I just want them to know me, man. Do you understand? So if I see them at the petrol station next time, and they say, yo, that's... Yeah. Do you understand? So, 
Yeah, man. You know, you lot came and and then it took the level up to say because now you lot was chatting. It changed my style of MC because it was lyrics now. You was like, full tree at my balloon. We've been ready for. I was like, I'm popping there, dude. Look, come out and you know just be going and I'd I'd choose I used to choose my moment like I'm gonna stay here for an hour and I'm gonna try and get on the mic for at least half an hour of that hour and then I was part of this kind of thing and you know just be and then you look at me yeah chat like a four bar chat like a four bar do little talking because that was my thing little talking little four bar and then get back to you like you know flush the lyric off the end of it ask me like yeah boy instead of combination with my man it got to that it got to that though didn't it yeah and then later you know and so then it's got me thinking harder and harder about what I'm doing and you know and how I'm doing it and then I, I just started to apply myself. I said, I'm going to do this. Because really and truly, I didn't set out to be that. My dad had a band. He had two bands, a reggae band. And a, um, he had a dub band and a reg- no, a jazz band. and uh, No, not jazz, blues. It was a blues band. And he had a reggae band, yeah. And from when I was like 10 and all that, oh man, I'm on studio floor sitting there. I still remember the smell of old studios. I was sitting there with a bunch of rust men playing reggae music and like live, you understand? Mm-hmm. Basically, and then waiting and the man reading the music and then, oh gosh, I did that for years. I met a lot of friends from that time, like other people's kids yeah. who were also sitting on the floor <laughs> waiting for their, <laughs> their parents in rehearsals, you understand? And now, years later, we're still friends, you understand? And uh, we, it came from the studio thing. And I, did, I was telling my dad that I'm doing music and I was like, I do, little, I do rapping. My dad didn't really understand it. So then he said, yo, yo, I'm going to send you somebody, man. You're going to make some music with them. And I thought, oh, wicked. So then my dad sent me to see um, Bim Sherman. Bim okay, Sherman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm in studio with Bim Sherman like twice a week. He was a good friend of my dad's. And so I was there like Bim once, Sherman twice a week. Bim Sherman doing some nice tunes time. Yeah, but it weren't. It was reggae and dub. <laughs> and I was <laughs> rapping. <laughs> and so I made about three songs of him. Yeah. Rapping over his music, you understand? Yes, son, yeah, man. Yeah, that can work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that can work. Yeah, go on again. Yeah, I was just do it. And they had these big tape reel things and the yeah. hours for him to splice a tape. Yeah. It was just so long. It's this music, Even man. the rewind took a because you press the ring, and then zoom, zoom, zoom. And they have to forward it back. Yeah, yeah. And they had to go back and then they have to forward it forward. Yeah. It was just long, man. But yeah, you know, so I had experiences through music anyway, my dad, so I, I, I was thinking of being a, I wanted to be an artist, I wanted to write songs, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to be a, you know, I wanted to be on top of the pops, do you mm. know what I'm saying? Um, and, you know, Jungle just kind of sidesteps me from that, to be honest. Um, and then now I'm trying to, you, you know, now you try to do, <laughs> trying to do that, what were you mm-hmm. trying to do back then, you're trying to do now, yeah. do you know what I'm saying? It's really mad. Um, TC Islam, God bless his soul, said once, he said, um, look man, the, 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 the rave scene is for the DJ. He said, if, don't be going on their set trying to make a jungle rap tune on stage. Make a jungle rap tune in the studio. Mm. I was like, right, you got a point. I get it. Do you know what I'm saying? Because, mm. you know, he was a, he was more of a songwriter rather than the MC. Yeah. So maybe he was just saying that. Do you know what I mean? But I could understand his point. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's a DJ scene and it's a DJ world. It is, though. And we came in with Jungle and we created a different kind of rave. Mm. We made the MC relevant. Yeah. Do you understand? We was like, they wouldn't believe it now, but you know, there was, you know, they didn't mind you guys getting up there because you were the Raggatons. Do you understand? But um, 
us up and coming MCs like that kind of in that sense. Nobody didn't want, want you on the mic. And, um, you know, that trick of knocking the mic down slowly, the volume, until by the end of the set, you're like, <laughs> <laughs> screaming and wondering why. Yeah. And you looked over at the mixer when you came off and the volume's all the way down the bottom there. <laughs> the DJ all through the set has just been down one, down more, down more, down more until you can hear. I remember they didn't, we changed so much because mm -hmm. you go to clubs now, they all have CDJs with a mixer, you understand? And they have a microphone, any this. club in the world. Where, as you know, in the beginning, that was no. not the case. You go into clubs, they got all these strange setups. <laughs> you spoke on the mic. Even have mic. Some didn't even have no, no. mic. Chat through the headphones. <laughs> yeah, probably yeah, have spare yeah. headphones. Chat through the headphones in big clubs and state of the art stuff where the DJ plays the tune and when he speaks, the music drops down. That's state of the art mm. for a DJ. Well, when he talks to music, he don't have to touch nothing. The music just drops low. This is the next one is by Kylie Minogue. And he steps back and the music goes back up again. In our world, that don't work as an MC because you're chatting, it was just dropping the music all the time. Remember them mm. times? Yeah, Every yeah, time yeah. we spent too loud, I've had uh, a cut out would cut out the sound mm. or it would um, cut the DJ out and it'd just be our voices. So we changed a lot of that. Look how we changed the whole rave scene with the MC and thing and the DJ and thing. We changed it all, all over the world. Everyone's got decks and a microphone and a mixer. And it wasn't like that before. It was disco, it was like disc jockey. Mm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Um, well, MCs, uh, as much as relevant as as the um, now. DJ. Yeah, now. We like, made that what, happen. For the last, I'd say for the last 20 years. Yeah, we made that happen because we was like, and then, you know, we had a little, we had a little help from our friends. You know what I'm saying? We had Eastman. Well, remember Eastman, Jungle Fever is the first dance that, really that ever did it. Had the MCs at front stage. Yeah, at front, yeah, yeah. A lot of MCs, Yes, I mean? As much MCs as the DJ. Yes, yes, yes. So. Yes, I mean, we had the A-team. It was mm. me, you lot. Navigator, my man, mm. and Moose, you understand mm. what I'm saying? So, and we were like, if you didn't have that A team, you didn't even really have a rave. <laughs> <laughs> you understand? We were just like dominating everything, you understand what I'm saying? Although back then, Champagne Bash with Will and all them, like, they'd never ever booked me. And I'm like, I'm part of the A team. They never, I, never done, the I never done one champagne bash. Weren't you on the CD? He's on the CD. We did the CD as a recording. Yeah. 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 Right, but I never did you one rave. No way. Not one. You never done a, a, a Not Knox. one champagne bash. Camden Palais. Not one. Astoria. <laughs> Not one. Serious? I did Jungle Fever in Astoria. I didn't do champagne yeah. bash. You, done, you was a resident on Jungle Fever. That's yeah, I was a resident on Fever, but I never did not one champagne wow. bash. And you got, you, got, never, you, got, you got on to roast, didn't you? I got on to roast in the end, yeah. Mm. Never ever done AWOL. I do it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never yeah, ever did it. We, back then. we didn't do. Anyway. Yeah, remember didn't. it was just GQ. Really. Yeah, GQ. Over was that there. over yeah, yeah. Paradise? Yeah, Paradise. Yeah, Club. I didn't yeah. even go there. Actually. Never ever did that. Mm. You know, and it's mad because people would be like today. Yeah, remember when you were doing that <laughs> rave? No, bro. <laughs> <laughs> never did it. <laughs> you know what I'm That's mad to me. Yeah, I even I didn't even know that. I thought yeah. he was on that. He never used to put me for that. Man. Well, we never used to do it either. <sighs> what? Champagne Paradise? Bash. No, no. Um, champagne. Oh, champagne bash. Yeah, yeah. And Rose never used to book me. Ross never used to book no, me, man. They'd book everybody, and and then you the managed to do it as well. And all the only, the only afterwards lately, we didn't the early Ross. We, like, we just few, we just jumped on a few. Yeah, yeah. Just, we actually just went and just, just jumped on down flash oh, two Okay, so we I, only, I didn't know that. And then like, tell like, him, you see, free work. Yeah, yeah. I I was just like these guys, man. They never booked me for this thing, man. But the, the man's they book all my friends. It's like these are the people mm. I roll with, man. So like, when, when when did things start to get serious for you? Like bookings and Well in the beginning, remember we had there was no agencies never existed. 
especially for our scene. So we had that, our own diaries. Remember, we'd run our own diaries. Like, what's, you know, we still do a lot of that today, but you used to run your own diaries and I used to do loads of parties, man. But they'd be like in the afternoon down in Mayor Street and in a local town and little clubs, not club clubs, like, you know, like old youth centres and stuff like that. Mm. And um, I was doing a lot of that for quite some time, do you know what I mean? You know, the money weren't great, but busy as hell. I might start work from Wednesday, do you know what I mean? And uh, go right through to Sunday night, and, do you know what I mean? Just doing lots of little, these little things. And, um, and then um, Paul Ibifa did um, Jungle Book at Holloway Road. And I yes. remember him, do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't uh, that, that was, was that Rush and Cool FM together? Made challenge, yeah, it was a, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a clash. Way, it was Rocket. The Rocket. Rocket yeah. So there was a clash between Cool FM and Rush FM, and it was called Jungle Book. Yeah. And um, we was at that. We was at yeah. that. Yeah. I was kind of on the road level with that because I was close to Paul. So I remember kind of what Paul's doing. I don't know how. What, what, I'd just be around Paul quite a bit. I used to see him a lot. He had a, oh, cause he had a shop in Dalston. Mm -hmm. Do you remember he had yeah, a yeah, shop? Yeah, yeah. So I used to be around there and um, quite regular because playing our music and stuff. And he'd done that rave at Holloway Road. Paul said, come, have a look there. And he took me to the top of the building to look out the window. And it was mad. Mm. The police was out there chasing people with yeah. sticks and dogs. And people had doubled parked right to the... the you couldn't go down Holloway Road. Mm. It was thousands of people yeah, yeah, trying yeah. to get into Rocket. And then he said, you see this debt? You see? Mm. He said, debt, you see that? Look, that's what we got. And from that day, I was like, wow. We, it's, it, this music is something. You understand? Mm. People came from far and wide, couldn't even get in. You know what I'm saying? It was just pure chaos on the road outside of venue. Nothing and then enough. after that, yeah, I was just doing things and I got a bit more, you know, I was still doing cool things, but I used to see Paul more in the daytime because he had a shop. And cool, I'd only see really in the evening, cool in the evening, going out to slippers in them, yeah. And then I think I was doing, we used to do Thunder and Joy. Um, I was, or some event, I remember. Wax, you, still, you was regular at Wax. And regular at Wax, yeah, yeah, yeah. Couldn't get a penny out of Sting, man. <laughs> Sting, man. Telepathy. You owe me. Andy C used to be there every week. Andy C used to be the warm-up DJ. He used to work every week over at Wax Club. They actually went to even track. It was a gangster's kind of club. You had to be something like really. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can hold your own to go in this club. And Andy C had been coming from the bathroom to the toilet to go back on stage with his box to go and play. And these guys stuck him up in the club to rob him. And they said, he had records. He's like, ah, oh. and they're kind of like, who are you? Well, you got records. He's like, yeah, I'm Andy C. And they was like, what? Mm. Come. Mm. They kind of liked him because yeah. them time he'd just made 31 seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, they weren't much jungle tunes of 31 seconds in one night. We get paid about 50 times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every DJ played the same music. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, and so, yeah, I was doing this rave and Paul Ibiza was there. I think it could have been his rave, actually, Jungle Plus. And he was standing with this geezer in a suit, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, and um, like a northern, this northern white guy from up north was standing with him, who ended, in the end turned out to be my manager for about 15 years, and we become really good friends, and mm. I ended up being the godfather of his son, and that, that. Dave, big Dave, up Dave Stone, my homie, right? We moved back to Newcastle. But um, he introduced me to this guy, my mate Dave, and he ran sour. Mm. And he saw me perform on stage that night there and on that. And Paul's like, yeah, go and make sure you perform properly. And I was in there, I was flashing lyrics as much as I could. Put it in and sing. Like a triangle. Yeah, and then uh, it was like a, yeah, it was like an uh, uh, audition. And then um, 
Dave called me up. I went up to direct the company was opposite Scotland Yard record um, Scotland Yard, and so I felt big to me like oh, my parents, it's kind of the city, just first record company I've ever been called to come to, and uh, he Dave just really checked for me and I met Shy Fix was there. He said I got a guy here who really would like to work with you. I said yeah, what's his name? Oh, his name's Shy Fix. Yeah, he's only sixteen. I said okay, cool. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll meet him. And I met him and Shy was all in awe of me and all like Shy. <laughs> <laughs> With his girlfriend, and I was like, "Oh, nice to meet you." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I got some tunes." And if you search back, I've made loads of tunes with Shaw. Yeah, made loads, and because he just wanted, yeah, you know I mean, he was like in awe of me, so I was just mm. making these tunes with him, even though he had gun smoke, yeah. yeah. And then uh, Dave took us on the Dave sorted out, so he's doing all tunes. So Greater Love with Elizabeth Troy, he had UK Apache, yeah, you know I mean, yeah. he's doing original nutter. And then he, and he, who nobody really liked, and he had Jungle Girls, you know, nobody didn't really like either. And um, but we what do you mean them. nobody really liked? Nobody, that nobody played Apache's. original nutter. Nobody used to play original nutter, and nobody would play Apache's tune anyway. And the Jungle Girls, the follow up, nobody would play that either. We just kind of Dave was kind of just selling them to compilations albums mm. and that, so they were all butt snapping them up these compilations. But the rave scene weren't playing it. Maybe they weren't interested in shy effects. They weren't interested in vocal tunes. That was, no, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, they just didn't want vocal. Yeah. And then, and then, if they're not playing out, well, they didn't mind playing other people. But uh, yeah, you know, if it came from the UK, they didn't want to play. If they didn't have a reggae sample yeah. from Jamaica, yeah. you know, or some American or something like that singing on it, yeah. they, they didn't want to play. It. I mean, and uh, I don't know if they did it. I don't know what you guys were on DJs, but it just felt that way to us. <laughs> and um, and um, then he took us on this world tour. And we went to Russia and um, Ukraine, went to Scandinavia, went to Japan, and we got a big deal in Japan for with a company, record company got a big deal. Um, and um, so they used to call us out there. Every year I'd be in Japan for like seven years, just go out there and you know, do these little crazy little parties for them um, in massive clubs. And um, you know, Mainly, it weren't like what you see today because Elizabeth Troy would be there. She'd have to do, she'll do perform, do a PA. She'd do two songs. Then um, you had DJ Trace and Rhyme Time. They would do a set there, tunes they did, mm -hmm. and then you had UK Apache's thing. Rhyme Time, you trying to remember? No. Nah. Oh. Mm, there was a few of us there, and we just do this little tour around the world. Went to America. I did a bit, did a bit there as well, and then. Um, while I'm doing that, you know, the rave scene's still taking off back home, doing things in it, and um, you know, I'll just go back and go and do Cool FM. And um, the, the, for me, it, it still was still a bit tricky because people heard Brooklyn there. They went on internet. See, look, we're here, we're talking. That's D Man, that's Flinty, and that's that. You understand? Sitting, that's his Tim Delp behind us. You can see Dex and everything. Back in the day, there was none of that, so you didn't know who was who. <laughs> You understand? Yeah, yeah. And so people used to put Brocky and Debt on the fly. I think they were just taking a piss. Yeah. But they put Brocky and Debt on the fly, yeah? And they thought Brocky was Brocky and Debt. Because they're coming off the disc jockey. I don't know what they was coming off, this jockey thing or something like that. Well, they thought Brocky was Brocky, Brocky and Debt was one person. One person. Yeah. It was one person. So then they'd only have one wage. So then Brocky would have to give me a little something out of his pocket each time. It's going to bug the hell out of him after a while. Yeah. All these big DJs who he wants to be like as well. They're not having to do that. You yeah, understand? Yeah. And it's great, but you're doing something different. You're not doing what they're coming mm. off the back of. You're actually creating and moving something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how it's going. And so for a couple of years, it was like that, man. Sometimes I'd go in and Brocky be like, ah, oh, that now, go and talk to the promoter. I took the promoter, and a lot of the promoters were quite, you know, um, 
um, what's the word? Intimidating and road. Yeah. You understand? And so, you know, I come from, you know, around my way, you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm not a road man. You know? <laughs> yeah. well, my mates are road man. <laughs> yeah. You understand? Like, you're, yeah, you're yeah, not a road yeah. man, but your friends, <laughs> you've got road man <laughs> friends. Some of them are pretty notorious. Yeah, you understand yeah. what I'm saying? So, you know how it goes. Mm. And so, I had to kind of change my character a bit, be a bit more rough yeah. and a bit more staunch. You understand? And I noticed when I started getting like that, when man said, I ain't got no money for you. Dealing with you, I got no money for me. But you just on the mic, and, and get, I had to do that a lot, man. Nearly every week, I'd have to talk to man like that. Mm. Rocky was just getting his wages to walk off. Mm. And then I'd have to go and argue with this brother for wages. Why did, how, how come it took so long for them to realise that, you know, there's an <sighs> MC and a DJ? Yeah, they were just, I think they were just take, take bit, and after that, it was a liberty taking it. Mm. Yeah. After that, it was just but a liberty. After the first they know three that weeks. there's two guys. <laughs> but we've only got one wage, mm, yeah. Mm. And you know, and even when I, we had this front off, I have this front off all the time with the promoters, I wouldn't get <laughs> loads of money, like 30 quid, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like, but I, you know, I didn't know how to price what I was doing anyway. So to me, I thought four parties at 30 quid ain't too bad, I'm saying, from zero, two parties at 30, 60 quid, yeah, yeah, you got food, drink, and whatever, you know what I mean? Okay, I don't really get much money in the early years. And, um, and, yeah, you know, it's just developed another year and another year and another. I think, and I don't know if you look, remember, right, but when Skibber came, yeah, mm. God bless his soul. When Skibber came now, he never looked on this rave scene like how we looked on it because he had already been looking at it from the outside in. We've never had the chance to do that because mm. we've always been in. Yeah. But he had a chance to see it from the outside in before he actually came in, like a lot of these MCs today. Mm. Do you understand? You know, a guy said to him, how come you ain't got houses and all that, like that? So bro, we, we didn't even know if this music was going to last next month. <laughs> it's true. Let alone a few years yeah. to get an ass. Yeah. When we was doing that, yeah. that, that six, seven years, the, the money we was earning, isn't that like what them what they there now? right now? Mm. Then Skibber come, man, and Skibber was like, can you remember when we used to MC before, it used to it's be like two hours, yeah? Yeah. Before it used to be longer than that, mm. yeah? You just did, you're just you on just the flyer, you're just going, you're you just this, that, you're that. Yeah, you man, there weren't as many raves either. Nah, so you just stayed all night because we used to nothing. have the bus up at the end. Yeah, yeah. So that means that we all stayed. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So we used to have the bus up at the end, which ended up being the best tape. And that crafted the rave scene mm. because the best tape was the bus up at the end when we'd all get all, together. Yeah, 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 and yeah. hand to hand, hand to hand, remember? Yeah, and it was always the best tape. That crafted the scene to what it is today because now, Every MC who gets on, they want the last set of, you know, the, the last tape. They, on every set. So the first set comes out, first set, second set, do you get what I'm saying? It's like, we only did that on the last set. The bus up was only the last set of the night. But through the night, it weren't like that. You know, you'd flash a few mm -hmm. lyrics, but you did more yeah. comparing. Yeah. yeah, big up my man in Canada. Champagne, cool, big up, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, jungle. It weren't really, do you understand? Yeah, the way. and then at the end, we'd do the bus up. Yeah. Flash all lyrics. But that's what they loved. And so it created the scene today where every set they jump on, they want to do the last yeah, yeah. It's the like last tape. Equivalent yeah, yeah. to the last tape. Yeah, equivalent to the last tape. Mm -hmm. Every set. I remember and every DJ wanted to play the last set. And every DJ wants the last set to get the bus up. up yeah. Because the bus up tape was the tape everyone played. Mm -hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so, because they knew that, the people looking on the outside in, when they come in, they just want, they just re they're ready mm. for bus up. Yeah. Any set, beginning to the middle, whenever. And they'll just do it like that. And it was just like, 
you know, in the beginning, we I think we all was like, like, what are we fucking doing, man? We went, no, no, I swear, I swear. But we were kind of shocked, like, what are you doing this all? You can't do that all night long. Like. <laughs> <laughs> do you understand? But they came with that mentality. Then the next ones came, Skibs and them come. He just wanted to do the bus up. You understand? He come to the station all the time. He said, kind of annoy me sometimes. Like, because it was like, it was positioning. You, you're doing very similar to what I'm doing. You're not doing similar to what Ragga Twins doing or similar to what Navigator's doing or any of the other. You're doing similar to what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do yeah, you get yeah. my point? And so it felt like, you know, this guy's going to try and take me out of the game. <laughs> so, you know, we've done some shows together, but then we became really good friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm you saying? Done, you, 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 you done a lot of stuff with him. like. Yeah, we just had so many. I'd, I'd go over to his flat in, in uh, his house in um, South and we'd sit together and write and we'd talk about ideas that we want to do. And then Dave Stone had his studio in Brighton. And so I would, and once he was, I'm um, just around the corner in South over in um, Kensington. So I'd go and get, meet Skip at his house and we'd go over to Kennington and we'd go to Dave's house and we'd vibe with Dave's, um, with Ed Solo and build tunes there. And then we had a few ideas about doing hip hop. It was more hip hop we wanted to do, but we was like, yeah, let's use our style of rap over the jungle, over hip hop, innit? Let's just do that. And so it was like, yeah, so me and him used to do that, write loads of songs. And we did really well on it. And, you know, we got signed by Sony and then dropped the deal. It's mad, you know, I love you, Skills, man. I love you, but we shouldn't, you, you should never have done that. <laughs> Give us a story. Uh, so, you know, Mr. Super S with the K, you know, he came and he kind of came in as like, you know, you're already artist and I'm an MC. He came in like, you know, when he started getting popular, he was like, I'm an artist now. Okay. Over this MC in music. But I'm an artist. And he'd get angry and tell me certain things. Why would you come there if you didn't know where I was more down? I said, boy, get the promoter. And they wanted me to work two hours. I said, what? Two hours? No, nah, I'm doing no two hours. I'm doing an hour. He changed it. We were doing two hours. He changed it to an hour. He was getting very popular, yeah? And he would only do an hour. So then we was all doing shit in an hour. Mm -hmm. I'm like, my mum's an hour. <laughs> I'm doing an hour. Made our job even easier because we're used to two, three, and four hour. So an hour for us was like, yeah! He's doing that, we're doing it. Yeah. So he kind of changed that. I said that in an interview already, but mm. he did kind of bring that change. And um, <laughs> the next thing he was doing is we'd be like, Groove Rider, Brookie. Look, my whole life I've been shouting Brookie's name more than my own. I said, B with the R with the O C K I E. I said, Brookie. Yeah, you know, B with the R, O with the C with the K with the I, the E, B with the R. I, I, I said his name as many yeah, different ways yeah, as possible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but never my own. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For years. I'm but like, that's what we all done. And we all did. <laughs> and then Skibber came, the Super S with yeah. the K. Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's like, Skibber, yeah. so I was like, whoa. Yeah. Bro, yeah. say the deep. DJ. Yeah. DJ's hating him. <laughs> they didn't want him on their set. You guys know it. You didn't like Super S with a K in the beginning. Because he was only saying Super S with a K. He wasn't saying DJ. He said your name at the beginning. Then the rest of the set was Super S. Everybody's got to know about me. You understand? The whole day, it was all about him. And um, that was cool for where the direction was going. Because then we, so then, I took him and then we sat and he's like, D, yeah, yeah. You know, I've been flushing like, you know, then we flush our double time thing. Have you ever tried that with R&B and that? So I was in his house and then we put some R&B, he's playing it and then we were just freestyling to each other and it was sounding bad. I'm doing it with him and I'm like, he said, see, and he's laughing. Like when I stand up and I'm like, right, he's kind of, he has this thing in it. 
Miss you, bro. He used to, he used to have a, like a laugh, like it's working. Mm. Like, <laughs> I told you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so we just went to work on this thing. I made two times freestyle. And then uh, we put out one tune to test it. So we put it out in the hip hop community when there was one. And it went to the top of the chart. It went to the top of their charts. And um, and then... Um, we found it. Oh, you see, <laughs> this is what happens. <laughs> <laughs> and so, cut, cut, cut. <laughs> I'll turn it off. And then so, um, his family says all right. Yeah, and so we we knew that this thing was was working now. Huh? And and Dave, you know, pitched it to Dave, and Dave was really in it. And you know, we had Ed Solo there, and you know, Dave was really behind what we was doing and stuff, and giving ideas and stuff, and it was amazing. And then so we went through. At the same time, now I got signed by. Um, by um I was, no I was doing auditions you don't even know that but I was going for auditions mm. but um anyway so I've got this thing there with Skibs now this hip hop thing and we've done one tune um called Slow Mo and it did, it blew up everywhere it was in magazines and all them things that everyone loved it and then um so we thought okay we're gonna um try and do an album or something like that so then we wrote another four or five tracks but the way David done it David set it up a, a showcase for for the record companies to come and check out what we was doing and then um. We've done this showcase and Sony signed us. Do you know what I mean? And um, no, no, before that, just before that, I got this mad deal and um, um, with. Um, come on, great, they're not there anymore. But I got this mad deal and they gave me a little bit of money. So I took the money and I gave it to one of my friends who was um, a video producer. And I shot New Style Avengers. So we wrote this album, we wanted to lead with a video. So we shot New Style Avengers, yeah, with this little money and um, and pitched it. And it went on, it was on the box at the time. Mm. And it went to number three in the box charts. And so we used that plus the tunes that we had and we pitched it to Sony. Sorry. And they signed us straight away. Do you know what I mean? And so we used to go up to, um, they used to be um, have an office up Oxford Circus. So we'd go up Oxford Circus, me and Skip, like three days a week, we'd go up there. We're going to this. I met all Ti and all that, I mean, the receptions and all that. We're hanging about. Then we just got up there and we had going to a studio space. We had. I uh, mean, Skips would just write lyrics and stuff, and we was just in there really performing. They had all mirrors and stuff, and we used to just kind of perform in the mirrors. Do you know what I'm saying? Like perform what we was doing in the mirrors, the tunes that we had. Just get what was doing tight, write the lyrics and record them with Ed's, and then go up to Sony and just kind of perform up there, um, and, and rehearse. And then we did. They put a short showcase together, and um, you know was asking other things. Remember the tune, money, 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 money. Mm -hmm. Means they gave us this tune, they gave it to us to do. And um, so we done it and they said they'll give us what, Dave was like, he's really excited. He said like, they didn't give us, we used it. And then they were happy with us using it. And they owned it. And they was gonna give us 1% of the publishing. That would have, it's a worldwide number one. 1% mm -hmm. is like millions. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? We would have just made a few million quid. Mm -hmm. and, uh, but Skips is, um, God bless your souls, his, 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 um, one of his cousins or something, they worked for RCA, okay. record company. Yeah. And they could see the movement that me and Skips was doing. And so they went to Skips like, look, don't do that over there. Do, do, don't do it as a team, do it by yourself. Just be Skibbity and do your own Skibbity album. Like that, I can get you 60 grand. And uh, he left us. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the Skims, day. man. I remember the day he left me, man. He was leaving the studio because he's got to tell us, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. me, Dave, and him are walking. I got he's got Dave's suitcase, 
one of Dave's bags, I've got a suitcase and Dave's got some other stuff, some boxes. And we're walking to the car park to my car. So can I drive everyone there? And he's like, boy, you man, yeah, I'm gonna be, I've been offered a deal rear, 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 for, to, to do this thing, innit? So, I, boy, I've taken the deal, innit? I was so vexed. And the Sony deal's already signed. So then they get so in, just, then, then, so, we, so they just drop us, innit? They just dropped you. They just dropped us, innit? And, um, yeah, I'll never forget that day, man. <laughs> I was like, I hate you. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? Uh, but, you know, obviously we made up, but <laughs> for years I was like, I hate you. I can't believe you do that. But I think it sound, it's bad because I shouldn't feel this way, but I was kind of glad kind of what happened to him when it came to the deal after he stepped away from our deal. Do you know what I mean? What, what happened to him at RCA? Yeah, because <clears throat> he made some. He made a tune with Shyfex and um, they got into this real polit political thing with the record company and Shyfex, do you know what I mean? Which in the end made Skibber lose the deal. Do you understand? And I thought that was fair. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. I love you, Skibs, man, but that was fair, man. Yeah. You dropped my deal, yeah. you deserve to yeah. drop yours. It's kind of like the dog in the bone. Yeah. You're like the dog's got the bone, looking into the water, wants that bone down there, went to get it, lost his, <laughs> lost both bones. <laughs> there was only one. <laughs> and so they dropped him because Shyfix wanted the money from the record company. And the record company wanted the tune. The record company wanted the tune first. Shyfix wanted the money first. Tune, money, tune, money, tune. Ah, forget about it. <laughs> you know these big record companies. Yeah, yeah. You know, after a while, after they're, while, they're, they're like, not them. worth the hassle. You can't beat them. You can't. Beat them. You you can't. can't. There's, there's another shy fix around the corner. Yeah, there's another one there somewhere. We'll make one. Yeah. 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 You know what I'm saying? Later. <laughs> and so Skibs lost the deal from that. You know what I mean? And, you know, it kind of made me feel kind of like, well, that's justice, isn't it? <laughs> hmm? Well, you were, I, I, no, anybody with, with feelings would, would have the same um, sort of mentality. Well, yeah. if you did stay over here, we would have been, been, yeah. yeah. been nice. You would have been nice. Yeah, we should have just stayed doing what we was doing. We was the first mm -hmm. to do it. And it was a thing. And, you know, I don't blame him. You know, everyone wants to be there. And remember when he first come in, he wanted to be super S with the K from the beginning. Do you understand? So I can understand his mentality. And then all those deals dropped, so, so those have dropped. But we still were, he got a studio off North Circle and we would all go over there and still record, see what I'm saying? And I would go down to Brighton to go and see Dave and them. And then I had a few ideas of music, so I had an idea of making a tune called um, Flavor Forever. And it was supposed to be me, Fearless, uh, me, Fearless, Skibbity and Shabba. And so together we put together this next crew yeah, that cool. So solid them was coming through. So we just was like, boy, we only make our own crew, man. And just do like what that man is doing. We're like, yeah, let's do it. Boom. So we put a crew together called the Professionals. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't so, even remember that one. Yeah, so the first tune for the professionals was Flavor Forever. Um, yeah, I did a few, but it was just getting the man and them all there together, man. Just didn't happen. Cause then, then we did the recorded, we recorded in Brighton. So then we did Flavor Forever. It's supposed to be all those mans that I said. In the end, it was just me, Fearless and, Sh and Skibber. No Shabba, no, uh, yeah, no Shabba. So it kind of messed it up. I was like, oh, we'll put the package together and we'll just do different things. So Shabba now, I got Shabba to come in and I did Say What You're Saying with him. I don't know if you've heard that, Say What You're Saying, you can get on YouTube, Shabba D, MC Dan, and Alison David. So then we did this. And at the same time I'm doing this, yeah, I've been doing auditions and I got into a band called Red Snapper. 
Yes. So I'm still, in the times that I'm not with them, I'm doing the professional stuff and doing that and doing raves, yeah? And, um, you know, I was writing an album with them and um, done two good tunes with them. That was like their biggest ever selling tunes or something like that. And um, did this Smack Your Bitch Up tour with Prodigy and supported Kylie Minogue and Run DMC and supported James Brown. Met James Brown, met Chuck D, met Kylie Minogue. I met Method Man, I met Snoop Doggy Dog, um, Jurassic Five, do you remember Jurassic Five? Yeah, yeah. I met Jurassic Five, because um, we was doing all these different tours, Bjork, some Bjork's tour as well. And, um, but we did, the main tour we did was on the Smacky Bitch Up tour with Prodigy. Mm. And uh, it was mad, because we were doing a tour, all the people used to think that I was Maxim, the black guy. <laughs> so I'd just be walking out with some sandwiches. <laughs> to go back, back backstage, you know, to get ready, to get changed for the show. And crowds of people were there from day, wanted to see the celebrities and the stars. And I'd walk out from the toilet, I was like, oh, with some sandwiches, and they'd be <laughs> 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 Screaming and crying through the fence, ah, come please! And I'm thinking, I want it. I'm not who you think I am. <laughs> I'll do him a favour and keep walking this way and go around there. And then when they see him later, they that's can a, get the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that wasn't him earlier. Well, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't. I went there. Oh, maybe it was me, but I just didn't come. It was him. That's what I was saying. They think it was him, but he just didn't come to you at that time. Yeah, yeah. See you later. Yeah. Do you understand? Um, so that tour was really cool. Then the band, the band was an instrumental band before. They came from Sheffield with the record company called Mute, not Mute, called Warp. They moved down to London to challenge the bigger record companies. So they wanted a lot of their instrumental bands to audition for vocalists so that they can challenge in the charts with these other record companies, you know, Sony and all the things like that. And so this band was an instrumental band. And um, so obviously me, Alison David, she got into the band as well, and a guy named Byron Wallen. Byron Wallen was the trumpet player. He's like one of the best in Europe or something like that. And so we helped write the first album. Then the second album, Byron Warren left and the band was still there. It was me and Alison David. And then they was never happy, the band members. They were never, ever happy. What with the vocals and... They didn't want to... They wanted to be like the DJs back in the day, yeah? Yeah, like, yeah, like the DJs. <laughs> they just wanted to be them. Instrumental, yeah. Yeah, just instrumental. And so by the time we finished the album, then they dropped, then they left the deal. Cause obviously they had a two album deal. So they were smart. So what they did is we'll complete the second album, mm. but we're not touring it. it. Oh, they never toured it? Never toured it. We toured the first one, smashed it. Mm. I got nominated for the Brits and, um, you know, performed with Finley Graham and Finley Graham. Yeah, yeah. And the Brits was at um, Astoria. It was on BBC too. Me and Dalip on the street one time. Huh? I heard he was living on the street one time. The guy was crazy, man. I'm sorry, sorry. sorry, Finley, man. I'm not trying to know you, but he was a bit strange, man. He's like, he was always drunk and high. Missed being on BBC, you didn't turn up. He was supposed to be on Channel 4, didn't turn up. It's like, a lot of things you didn't do. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, and so he tried to run, he was trying to be a pop star and run everything agent, manager, you know, clothing designer. He was trying to be all of them. And driver. The, the driver. Do you understand? The poster man. Do you understand? It's like, and try and be. Man, just come, stage, well. man, just come off stage. Just come off stage. He's like, give me that flying. <laughs> yeah, like, bro, you got a number of a, a number one in the world right now. It's yeah. like, you need to hire some people. <laughs> and so you know, anyway, that's his, his business. But um, supported him on, uh, with the, and when done the Brits, 
you know what I'm saying? So that was kind of cool still, innit? But at the same time, I was still doing the rave scene. So when I was doing raves, a lot of men didn't know that I was shooting off on weekdays and stuff like that. And I'd be in different parts of the world touring with, or different parts of the country touring with um, Red Snapper. Do you know what I mean? Um, until that came to an end. Kind of like I always saw you though. You was always... Yeah, I was always... Uh, yeah, because I know about all this stuff, yeah? Yeah. But you was always at the rave. You was always at a, at a dance. Yeah, every time I had a chance, even like, I might go away on a tour. We went away for a tour. We toured the whole of um, Russia and Ukraine. We was out there for five weeks. And five weeks since I've come back to England, I was straight up the radio station. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I weren't around for five yeah. weeks, you know what I mean? And then I did... You know, and then Fat Boys got signed by Fat Boy Slim, and um, with Cutler Rock, and then it was the same, man. It was like Cutler Rock. Sorry, mate, you messed up, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Cutler Rock, Fat Boy Slim just got fed up with him, man. He was supposed to be the new Fat Boy Slim, Cutler Rock, and we shot a music video, and you can see it online. And and Cutler, well, it's just Cutler Rock actually. I'm in the video dancing like. You was in the backup dance. <laughs> to man. some house music, no, because we made tunes. You got but, vocals on the tune, I, yeah. I made tunes with him. But the one they shot the video for... <laughs> He's just dancing. No, I was just dancing. <laughs> and I see the video and I'm like, oh my days! <laughs> that, that's my house guy like that. Psychedelic. Oh, <laughs> you ain't shared that one ever. <laughs> Never put that one on. <laughs> you can look it up if you want. Don't look out like for it. it. Don't look out for it. it. I'll be looking for it. <laughs> so I don't know what the greatest thing about this video was shot by Ridley Scott's daughter. Ridley Scott shot the aliens. You know what I mean? The alien. Remember the movie Alien? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, and, and so she wanted to come out of directing and mo- like movies and do music videos for, for a while. It was short-lived. She didn't really want to do it. And then she went back to do that. And mm-hmm. So she shot the music video and it was down in Brighton and everything. It was about a pair of trainers. And there's these dancing trainers when people put them on, it just made them want to dance. You know what I mean? And um, not me though, I was just dancing anyway. <laughs> I was like, you know, backdrop or some stupidness. Do you know what I'm saying? And then, uh, and then you know, obviously I put out my first album, um, Jungle Owes Me Money. No, um, Out of Debt, which is that, which is actually the very first ever Jungle MC album. So I'll go down the history for that alone. Mm-hmm. So I done the very first ever jungle album, MC Jungle MC mm-hmm. album, and we scored out of debt. And then um, how much tracks did that have on? Did a lot of stuff on there because I had T Power Shafi had loads of people on there helping me. Uh, did about must have been about 11, 12 tracks. Mm-hmm. You know, really obscure kind of stuff because jungle, you know, jungle was there, but you know, it hadn't really settled like how it's settled now where. You know where it's going. You know, in the early days when we used to go, like even to Germany and stuff, you'd have loads of people in the lobby. You went in autographs and interviews, and when the guy picked you up for the airport, he was in awe. Yeah, there now. You might be lucky if they picked you up from the figure at the airport. Yo, yo, agent, no, nobody ain't here. <laughs> no, no, no one here. I'm here. I'm in Frankfurt. <laughs> you understand? And no one ain't there, that's but back then... That's gone to the other airport. You understand? Oh, the far like, one. You understand? Oh, he's gone to the far one. Like, they never made those mistakes two before. two hours for him to get back here yeah. now. Yeah, but they never made those mistakes in the early years. They made sure they were there. Hotel, they went Drink. to you, drinks. Crisp, was, yeah, the biscuit whole, or yeah, something. They used, too to, spliff. they used to deal with us so good. You used to feel like a... Clothes I used to feel team. like I give us clothes, <laughs> boxes of clothes. I thought we was, I thought we had made it. <laughs> and then something happened. You get and they to just, the club, yeah. they treat and then you like they, a king, and move, yeah. move, yes. come out the way, come out the way. Yeah, yeah. 
Got true. You know, what happened? They 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 own scene built up, innit? So it's just normal, innit? They, they got their own they're DJs and yeah. MCs. Although we still go out there, get treated mm. nice, but they've got a scene out there now. We've yeah. built a scene for them, innit? And they've yeah, so they need us no more. So well, yeah. they need us. They need us still. Just they to proper treat us. Yeah. Like, they don't have to treat yeah. us. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah but they got they can do their. Every party had to be us. Somebody from here. Yeah, but now the full parties was a full UK lineup. Yeah, not anymore. not anymore. They can they can keep a dance and have their own oh guys. top top they got top mm. DJs off their mm. old yeah I understand that yeah so you know um, things kind of uh, things have kind of um, I don't know what happened I don't know where I lost but your career has gone yeah. in loads of different places like because mm. you done acting as well that's another a lot thing. of people don't know that. Yeah, so well, big people do as well. They keep hitting me up on my Facebook and sending me screenshots of <laughs> Is this you? <laughs> I guess it is, bro. You know what I'm saying? I get it, like every other year somebody will send me, I get loads of like people, I don't know, they do rerun off the program or something like that. Blah, blah, blah. But you've been for some big, you've been to yeah, some so big auditions. Yeah, man. So auditioned and got into four or two, which is quite weird because I got in there kind of like an extra. And, um, I was seeing a girl at the time and she had become a stunt woman and she knew the stunties on this on Thor too. So she goes, look, you're on the film here, go and look for this geezer at uh, the stunties and go and tell him that you know me and that you want to get in on the stunt work. And um, so I found this guy, spoke to him, he got me as a head stuntman. And they have a thing that's called spats, which is like special actions, yeah? So you'll do fight scenes, but you know, you see the fights in the back. Like the main fight's going yeah, in the front, yeah, the main back. Yeah, yeah. But this thing's fight's going yeah, in the back. Yeah. I got that, got that point, part. So I went from extra to special actions. And they really liked me, like the stunty and all that. So they would invite me to go to other auditions, do you understand, um, to get in. And like, you know, because when you do it, you know, I used to do body popping, I used to break dance and dance and learn, you know, and stuff like that. And when you do um, stunt work, like fight scenes, it's very much the same as dancing. They give you five set moves. Punch to the face, you drop down like that. So two guys will get up and they'll do a fight thing, consisting mm. of like five moves. And then, you know, you have to do the same. And then the two guys do another one, you have to remember it and do the same. And they'll do you about five, and you remember five, and then they'll be numbered. And then you kind of tell you like, okay, for this scene, we're going to do this two and five, or like mm. out, one and three. And just do them in the scenes. Well, I want you to run from there all the way to over there through the fights and all the things like that. Or I want you to walk down these stairs, um, which is a stunt, because the stairs were wet. They wouldn't let stars walk down on wet stairs. Mm. They'll drop insurance and yeah, film yeah. dead. <laughs> so, yeah, so I did Thor 2. <laughs> I did uh, Jupiter Ascending as a um, crocodile. Crocodile man. Yeah. I think it's kind of a crocodile-ish kind of man. Uh-huh. Um, like CGI. Uh-huh. And um, I wore like five different face marks in Thor 2. So you would have to know me as a person he can pick me out. Do you understand? My friends were like, hey, you're in it. Because <laughs> they know my, my swag. Yeah. And uh, I did Jupiter Ascending. And I did English films. I did Dead Man Running, which is the, Dead Man Running, which every now and again people hit me up about. And I did Silent Witness on BBC One for six weeks. And people hit me up on that. Silent Witness. Yes, yes. I, I watched that, yeah. every episode of that. I don't remember seeing you in yeah, that. He yeah, was, yeah. So, he was, um, he was, yeah. uh, he was, was a boss, like a, um, in the, uh, like a, uh, uh, yes, 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 yes
And it's like with any films, you, you do the films and you feel, oh, enough, I'm in this film, enough. And they say, oh, where are there? Where's all them scenes they shot that day? I can't see not one of them. You know, work out yourself hard. You understand? <laughs> but they, they, they can afford to throw away scenes. Mm. So you might shot a whole week of films, um, um, things, and none of it's gone in there. Mm. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's like, because they're just shooting and shooting and shooting and shooting and they just yeah, piece together what they're doing. So, it, 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 you know, you you could get in it, might not get in it. Do you know what I mean? It's one of those things. Um, yeah, so I did, yeah, I did a few films. Um, Dead Man Running was cool. It had 50 Cent in it. And, um, and um, Ashley Waters. And, you know, met them guys there. Well, I knew Ashley already, but mm. met 50 Cent and... Um, you know, he's a quiet guy, he's pretty cool. And um, yeah, and um, Silent Witness. I met a guy who's like a big star, man. He's a big star in a lot of British gangster films, yeah? And um, I'm on set, it was on the BBC. And then, uh, you know, I'm in a trailer with about like, five, six other actors, like just chilling, waiting to be called and like talking and stuff. And then he comes to the show, like, oh, bro, I forgot. I told you, yeah. I was like, oh, this geezer. Forget his name. His name, no, his name is Leo Greggs. Look him up. He's done loads of films that you like, you love. Loads of his films that the public would have seen and loved. His name's Leo Greggs. And so he's, I'm outside chatting. He's like, yeah, yeah, man. It's like, oh, you do music, you see that in it? I was like, you're like the co star for Silent Witness. I'm like, the hell do you know me? He's like, yeah, 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 man. Yeah, 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 you know my brethren. I see free. I was like, you're mate, so I see free. He's like, yeah, Roger. Yeah, let me give him a call. Yeah, Roger, remember? And I'll call you from the team. Yeah, my man, team. I know your mate. And then I spoke to Icy on the phone. Yo, 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 shut up, man. And, and so, my man. Shut up, man. Yeah, I'll just hang with this geezer, Leo, Gregs. And then the director said, I'm always hanging with a cold star. Give me a little piece more work, innit? Okay. So it's okay. kind of, yeah, it kind of turned out kind of all right for me. You know? Big up, Icy. Yeah. People like you, man. Mm. Kind of yeah, rubs yeah. off in your friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was cool. Mm. Yeah, so I did a bit of that. So didn't you want to, like, pursue an acting career? Or... Do you know what, right? There was a stage, and my, one of my friends called Bless His Show. So he was an actor as well. But he did more theatre. And I used to always tell him about films I was doing and auditions and stuff I was going for. And I was going to drama school at the time. And we'll talk about things about going to drama school. And going, um, he was like, do you know what, D? You're moving really quick in these films. You're getting, look, you're getting auditions like, I can't believe it, so quick. So I was moving really well mm. through the film industry. And um, sometimes I think I should have just stayed there, man. I was doing all right. I was in and the way you do it is like you do one film and before you finish that film, you um, you do auditions to get onto another film. So once you finish shooting that film, you go straight into another yeah. film. And I, I was on, I had the rotation. You was rolling, you was rolling. Yeah, I was kind of in, you know what I mean? Them guys were bringing me to auditions and I was yeah. getting, you know what I mean? And so it was kind of working for me, do you know what I mean? And then, um, I don't know, man, I love music, innit? Yeah. That's what made me realise, you know, you love music, innit? <laughs> you do the both. Yeah, but I was so focused on the music thing, man. All I could think about was the, It's funny because the not enough of the, the musicians that do end up in mm. films, they forget music and yeah. they just concentrate on the. On it depends the on what time stage they're in their career as well. Yeah. I feel. Yeah. And it depends what you're getting in it as well. What, what kind, kind of, of films? What kind of films you're getting? Yeah, what, yeah. what kind of money you're earning? That's right. You know yeah, what I mean, 
You did some you know, great you, big that, film. That, your music thing, you know, every weekend you're out, you earn it. I know I'm all right. You understand? Well, the movie thing, it's auditions. And you have to be really good at um, rejection. Yeah, because, you know, like for instance, I got on Doctor Strange 2, due to lockdown and all that. You know, we had no work or anything like that, but they were still shooting films. And so I went for auditions during the lockdown. You have to wear a mask or get two COVID, COVID tests the day before before you go on the set and then for your auditions and stuff like that. And then every day before you shot, every two days you had to go for a COVID test. Do you understand? If you're going to go um, for wardrobe, you had to have one three days before and then one a day before um, to shoot. Mm -hmm. That's how it was during COVID to get in the film. But I got into the film, Doctor Strange too. Yeah. They built the whole of New York in Watford. Do you know what I mean? It was amazing. Every day I'd be in New York. <laughs> it's like, but I was just going there to get fitted. <coughs> and, um, and you know, oh, we ain't going to do that scene today. Okay, come tomorrow. Yeah, we ain't doing that scene today. Yeah, we're going to shoot that tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? So I was kind of in there. And then there, I think there was another lockdown thing or something like that. Or there was something happened with the, um, with the um, pandemic. And so they cut the group down of actors again. Because mm. the films, the major stars, I was frightened, innit? Like the doc, Mr. Doctor Strange, and it was, it was you know all the the main stars. The main star, yeah. They don't want to be with some regular people on the road, like <laughs> and, and COVID's going on. You understand? Mm -hmm. So they made it set smaller and smaller and smaller, and then I, you know they broke it down twice, and I'm still there. Then they cut it from thirty to sixteen. Yeah, didn't get in. Yeah, making it insane. Nah, and so you know. <laughs> but you never know. I mean, you still got. Um... Like connects in 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 the film in the film. What links in that? Yeah, yeah, man. Because like the girl I've seen, me and her are still good friends. You know, I know her family and all that. And she does films all the time. You know, and she does a bit more. She's starting to be. Give her my number. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Many people. Actually, tell them the story about when you worked out what the names. You was in one. All <laughs> oh, right. One yeah, yeah. So I'm on Thor. Two. You lot can check this out. Yeah. So I was on Thor two now. Yeah, and we're standing like we're doing this fight scene, and and it's the first. Day that my man's come, mm -hmm. Thor. Mm -hmm. What's his name? I don't know his name. Him. But I know you Do you know his name? Mm -hmm. Him. First day he comes, so we're shooting out in the field, this fight scene where he's got to fight a rock man. There's a rock man in Thor too, where he spins the hammer and smashes the rock man. So like we're fighting all these people, the villagers and all that, and he kills the rock man. But I'm there. Everything's got a name. Mm -hmm. So, oh, my mind works a bit funny, mm -hmm. but. The villagers that were fighting at that time were fighting these villagers. I'm a baddie, so we're fighting these villagers and four and these people come to save them. But the villagers are called the Veneers. Yeah? Remember the name? The villagers are called the Veneers, right? Thor's mum is called Frigga. <coughs> that's her name. That's the, Frigg, that's her name as a character. It's Frigg. So her name's Frigga, yeah? His right-hand man's called Clam. Big ginger one with the beard and all that. His name's Clam, yeah? The left-hand man is a girl. Her name's Sif, yeah? So I'm standing there one day while they were moving, moving the cameras around, yeah? <laughs> and we've got suits next to the, like, the Marvel people are here. So we're standing because they're moving the cameras around on the field. So I'm standing there, and I've got other stunties there, and the Marvel people are there. I didn't realise they're in suits. So I'm there, two of them. I'm talking to the man, and I said, yo, have you noticed the names of these films? No, no, no. I said the veneers. Venereal disease. <laughs> His mum's name's Frigga. His right hand man's name's Clam. Chlamydia? His left hand girl's name's Sif. Syphilis. All the man's are like, ha ha ha, laughing. But these two are busting up. 
The two Marvel head wigs, you know, the money people, they're busting up. One of them says, come here, come with me. Huh? Walks me out. The director is standing at this time, standing in the middle of the field, yeah, of this villagers. He's standing there, he's talking to Thor. So Thor's got the girl there with the umbrella over his head, gets a bit sunny. Do you understand? And they can't, see in, they can't see you in. Brush. Oh, oh, so, so <laughs> Thor's standing there with the umbrella over him and he's brushing, and another girl's brushing down the cape. You understand? And, but he's standing there chatting to the, to, the, to the director. And then, so they've walked me up, the Marvel man's walked me up. So I'm there, so Thor's right. So as I'm walking up, you know, they're looking at now, after all, he's talked to Thor like that, and Thor's now looks at me, coming up with this man. So the director's got his back to me, so then obviously he's seen, what's Thor looking at? Mm. And sees me walking up with this man, so his face is all... <laughs> <laughs> so I've walked up to him with, with, the, with this suit, and then um, he says to me, go on, tell him what you're saying over there. I said, oh, yeah, veneer, venere disease, mm -hmm. clam, chlamydia, syph, syphilis. Mm -hmm. Veneers, mm -hmm. you know, like that. Frigger. She's busting up again, the, the big wig of her things. <laughs> and the director went, well, I like the names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the big wig was <laughs> Looked at four and the big wig looked at me and said, oh, okay. Just kind of... <laughs> <laughs> I thought, oh gosh, I hope you ain't gonna be thrown off this floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, that four two, the names, the names. It's disgusting. Yeah, that was crazy. Ah, uh, yeah, I, and you know, other things happen like which you lot have forgotten, but I'll tell you anyway. I'll tell you a lot about it anyway. Where um I had a, a different manager and she, she, you know, um, she was an agent for Mickey Finn's urban agency. She left them to set up her own thing. She wanted me to come and work with her because she just wanted to take me to get work and um, auditions. And so she knew I was making music as well. So she sent me down to um, Leicester Square um, because there was a party taking place at Leicester Square in one of the clubs and Timberland was there. And so remember yeah, yeah, times? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so then... I went over to Leicester Square to go and see them. I had a couple of my mans then with me. She said to bring my CD. Bring my CD, gone into the VIP. She said she can get me to the VIP. She's going to the VIP now. I'm in there, my boys there. I can see Timberland at the end, sitting down. Loads of people all around him. Do you know what I mean? He's sitting there. All these people are around him. Like, ah. I know them times I thought more hench back then. So I'm standing there and my friends are all hench. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so just some four or five henchmen that's in the corner, you understand? <laughs> and uh, his security see us. And as it came up to me, he's like, yo, man, was this you and your crew, man? I was like, my crew? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mates, isn't it? He's like, man, man, can you take us to the gym? He said, no, he said, you work out, right? I said, yeah. He said, you can take us to the gym. I said, yeah, I can take you to the gym. He said, yo, come. I walk with him, he moves everybody out of the way and takes me to Tim. He says, yo, Tim, this guy can take us to the gym. Mm -hmm. Tim looks at me, he's like, yo, man, shakes my hand. He says, yo, man, give, you, give, my number to, give your number to my man, yeah? And we'll give you a call in the morning. I was like, yeah, cool, man, bless, boom. But my CD's still in my back pocket, man. Mm -hmm. Didn't give me the CD, mm -hmm. man. <laughs> and so the next morning, I'm in my bed. My phone rings about 9.30. Uh, hey, yeah. Yo, it's me, Timbo. I thought, who the fuck's this? Tim who? It's Timbo. Oh, Timbo! Oh, okay, yeah, what's happening? You all right, yeah? Yeah, where should we meet you? I was like, um, Dalston. I made him drive Rolls Royce and Big Sherpa behind, drove down to Dalston. And they would come, and for the first day I took him to the gym, no one don't know what's going on. 
So it's early in the morning. Train there's about two, three people in there. Training, squatting, took him through, and these boys, these security, they're training as well. But I just trained him. And the next day I come train Tim. A few more people, about five people in the gym there. Training Tim is okay. Brought Jim in, Tim in there the third time. Couldn't even get up the stairs. <laughs> Hundreds of people turned up, found out Timberland was being trained in Dalston. Yeah. Had to squeeze past to get into the gym. Hundreds of people in there. You know, I kind of stepping out of our way to do what we're doing. And the owner's looking at me like, Ching, yeah, people got trade here now. He's like, yeah, yeah. He talks to me like I'm one of the owners. Yeah, D. So what do you what do you want to start with him? Do you not need drinks or something? This guy's been a bit well friendly to me now. So I've got Tim, man, and we're doing bench pressing now, and he's got laying down, and he's pushing the weight. While he's doing it, man, you've got man's there, so you're wrapping those. And he's just trying to bench, man. He's wrapping in his ear. Man just coming up around. Man, yeah, so he's laying down. And I'm going to say, yo, bro, careful, man. Bro, careful, man, please. The weight will hit you. You understand? And when he's squatting, he's going like that. I'll never forget the girl. I'm the pretty. I said, is this for real? Oh, stop it. We come out of the gym, we're walking down the road. Man is like four or five steps behind us because the security's around us, yeah? About four or five steps behind us, playing like he ain't trying to get our attention. Baby, I just walk about four or five cents on the screen. We can hear ya. You understand? Know we're paying you no attention. We're gonna go get some chicken and then we're gonna go. You understand? And then I have to meet him in the evenings. He checked for me hard. So he's like, come man, I like you, man. Come to the clubs. He's got China whites with him. Girls allowed to come up to me. And uh, and uh, his girls allowed. And blue. You remember, girls allowed has got all um, show Tweedy in it mm -hmm. at the time, all the people there. I've never met these people before in my life. Mm. Sorry, Dick, can I talk to um, Timberland? Dick! Mm. <laughs> How do you know my name? <laughs> I don't know you from a bag of salt, you know what I mean? <coughs> Hi, Dick, you all right? Can I talk to, do you think I can talk to Tim? They're asking me, <laughs> because when he's sitting down there, and all the security are kind of around there like that, and I'm kind of almost in front of him, so I kind of, oh, turn up to Tim. Mm -hmm. Tim's like, I'm like, yeah, these locks. I'm like, right, these are on TV. This is like, this is never a celebrity. People on Twitter, he said, hey, pull my arms in. Should I talk to them? Timberland, yeah. <laughs> 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 Timbaland, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was pulling my arm like, I'm like, yeah, this is When I'm going not to stand away from him, he's just pulling me back. <laughs> yeah, should I talk to him? <laughs> I could break you right now. Mm. You know what I mean? Blue and, and, and girls are like, they want to chat to my man, innit? Mm. Get some tune. And I was like, I was cool. I was like, no, they're good. They're big in England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk to them. Do you know what I mean? And they talk to them and they go, thanks, Dad. Who you thanks, Dad? Hey, he's manager or anything like that, you know? <laughs> I'm happy to just be in this club. <laughs> I've never been in China Whites before. This is great. You understand know what I'm saying? So I'll just hang with him. Anyway, he goes back to England, leaves England, I mean. Before he leaves, he says to me, yo, Dad, man, I checked for you, man. I ain't really met anybody like you in England, man. You're a real cool dude. Boom, boom. Take care of yourself. Exchange numbers. And every, like, once a week or once every other week, he'll call me. Yo, D, he used to call me Big Dip. 
yo, big debt, how's it going, man? I'll be like, yeah, everything's cool, man. Everything's right. How you doing? Yeah, everything's all right, man. Just my wife. All right, cool, boom. A couple weeks later, yo, big debt, how's it going? Yo, yeah, I'm all right. A couple weeks later, yo, big debt, how's it going? Mm. And a couple weeks later, yo, big debt. And after it starts to get dry, after there's no more calls. Mm. Because how many times can you say, how you doing? Like, I know you're doing good. <laughs> you're nice. Yeah, you're nice. Like, there's not much for me to really say to you like that. You know what I mean, you told me about your wife and then told me about you going somewhere and then after it just gets dry. You're waiting for the big debt, I've sent a rhythm to you. In yeah, yeah, big like, yeah, I want a big Jump on this, jump, yeah. put, put a 16 on this. Yeah, yeah. Do you understand? Well, fling a hook right, on it was this. just a friend thing and it just fell off after a while. We, did, did, we, we lost communication. And then seven years later, Jay-Z came here to do the Magna Carta tour and um, and it's like, oh, I got a phone call from one of the mans I train with in the gym and they do um, close protection and they were looking after Timberland. And he'd come here to support Jay-Z's Magna Carta tour because he'd made Brush Your Shoulder off, innit? Yeah. So, and, it, and they fell out after mm. that. Jay-Z and Timbaland fell out, never spoke for about two years or something like that. It fell out. After the tour? Yeah, yeah, before the Magna Carta tour. Okay. They had fell out, do you understand? And they hadn't really spoken for a long oh, time. Gee, gee. So I get a call, my mate. My mate says, yo, D, man, we're looking after freaking Timbaland, you know? And he's just told us to go and pick you up. I'm like, rah. Do you understand? So they come now and they arrange, you know, they prop, come arrange, pick me up. Drove me to O2, went into the O2, not the part that we go in. <laughs> I tell you that, not where we go before, man. Nah. There's a bit that you go in, look like Sainsbury's um, warehouse, round the back, and the tour buses, it's big enough to hold tour buses. To go inside. Yeah, so the buses go in there and all that. So they took, drove me in this thing, I'm seeing tour buses. Yeah, I'm just seeing people, fur coats, I'm seeing bling. I'm like, whoa, Tim wants to see me, yeah? Mm. So I get there, go backstage, all the dressing rooms are along the side. And I'm, when I walk into the hallway now, I see some of the man them that came with him seven years ago. But they were just like how we are now, seven years ago. But mm. this time, big Jesus pieces and diamonds and furs and blinging. blinging. I was like, rare, Dante, mm. wow, mm. <laughs> big up. <laughs> All them hugged me up, yo, big there. And I was like, rare, and I'm still remembering big. They said, yo, T's gonna look forward to seeing you, man. He's been looking forward to seeing you, man. I'm like, is it? They said, yeah, and they're all out in the hallway outside the room. And then they opened the door. I said, yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, man. I got in there, I got in it's all quite airy. It was just me in this room, reading out all fruits in the back, big flat screen, leather chairs, a big glass screen with curtains. I was like, Wow. Okay, so what do you want me to do? And then Tim comes from around the back. And he's putting on this big gold chain and he sees me, just drops it on the floor, it goes doof on the floor. Big foot, like fat like that, and it just goes boof on the floor. I'm like, rah, you dropped your chain. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear it over there, you heard it over there. Comes over, gives me a big hug. Says, man, I miss you, man. I ain't got friends like you in New York, man. Come, come, sit down. I, was, I had this little gray. Suit I got from freaking Z and Cole, mm. little suit jacket, you know, it cost me about two fifty. <laughs> and he's like, "Yo, man, I like your jacket." I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> "You're a multi-millionaire. You like Michael two fifty? <laughs> Wicked, love it." And um, <laughs> and then he's like, "Yo, man, sit down, man. You want some drinks, some food? Yo, yo, you cook, man. I heard your. I was in a restaurant. There's a restaurant down um, near Shepherd's Bush, the bus depot." There's a recording studio next to it. It's mm. a very famous one. He took me there when we first came. We've got all the big like Madonna, all the you see pictures and all, all, all up the walls. Yeah. And it's got a recording site. It's a restaurant upstairs. Not a big restaurant for loads of people, mm. just for like artists, recording yeah. artists. 
So it's a restaurant up there, they've got their own chef, and then you go downstairs, amazing studio. You understand, like, it's the Beatles kind of thing. So I'd been there with him before, but he said he had been there, he went there again. And he was in there, this guy, the, the chef was playing some tapes, a cool FM tape. <laughs> and he heard my voice. And he said to them, yo, man, that sound like my man, Big Debt. And, and my friends are with him, because they're securing him. And they said, yeah, man, that's Debt, man. They said, what, do you still see him? And he, they said, yeah. And he, he said, go and get him. I want to see him. And so that's why that's I ended up right, there. Yeah. So he's explaining that to me. He's like, yo, man, I was in this restaurant eating, man. And I heard you, I heard this voice, man. I'm like, yo, man, that sound like my man right now. Mm -hmm. That's how big that I said, and they said that they knew you. So, man, I'm good to see you, man. Yo, you're gonna hang for the show? I'm just gonna go and see Jay. Me and Jay spoke for a while, man. I'm just gonna go speak to Jay. I'll be back in a minute. You stay there, you're gonna be cool. I was like, yeah. Then he comes out of the room, when he opens the door, then the rest of them will come in. Do you know what I mean? And I'm just coming, then it's Jamaica and Enrique and Glazier and few other people like band members from Jay-Z's band and then he comes back I go and watch the show you know and then um, he said um, he comes back he's like um, you gonna come see the show tomorrow come tomorrow man I want to see you man I need to see you so I'm thinking whoa big things this going on <laughs> sends me a driver again I go back see them and backstage and that and um, it was like you know I need to do something for you man but um, I can't give you money yeah, but I want to do something for you. Why can't I give him money? Hard, don't it? That's a bit odd. You can give me money if you want. I'm cool with that. <laughs> anyway, so um, he said, I want you to introduce every. I want you to introduce so much. We're in the world tour. I want you to introduce my set all around the world. I'm thinking, yes. Yeah. Then he took me to the studio. And he said, oh, <laughs> Just what? <laughs> Just, Just what? Oh, not you. Not actually, me. I thought it was me. Yeah. <laughs> Just wanted the voice. <laughs> So I'm in studio, we're all going to the studio, and everyone who's going with us to the studio, you know, I'm going to all the cars and all that, little, you know, um, convoy down to Shepherd's Bush, and we've gone down to the studio again. And then, you know, um, I've got Enrique's there, he's come with us, Miss Jamaica's still there with us, and a couple other people are there, and they're all looking at me like, like, you're gonna, you're, you're like, you've, you're, you're gonna make it now. Yeah. We're going to the studio with Tim, and he's gonna voice you. Mm. And so he's put me in a box. He's played this Justin Timberlake tune, but without the vocals. And he's like, yo, let spit on that, man. And I was like, oh, okay. So I'm just freestyling jungle stuff like that. I actually got a block. I don't know what to do, because this is Tim. I don't know. He just put do it on you. Should I say, get your fick on? No, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know what to say. I'm just vibes and vibes and through, vibes and through. And he says, yo, that's it. I'm like, huh? He says, say that again. And I was like, have you got the party move, the party crew, and show you how we like them. So he really liked it. He's like, yeah, do that again. So I did it. He said, you sound like Shabba Ranks. <laughs> didn't want to Shabba hear you Ranks. say anything like that. <laughs> I don't want to like sound like Shabba, Shabba Ranks, and I ain't nothing all like Shabba. But if that's what you hear, that's what you hear, innit? You're Timbo, innit? What can I say? <laughs> so I spat this, these bars down, and I come out, and I'm like, yo, come out of the box, man. I come out of the box. And then he's got an engineer there, and He's mixing my vocals in with Justin Timberlake, like, like, what? Mm. And, but there's a bit in it where I kind of say, like, kind of like, um, I say something like, hey, the back end, I kind of, hey, hey, you know what I'm saying? It sounds a little bit off. And so when he's mixing, I said, yo, Tim, don't that sound a bit off to you? Look who's me to tell a big producer. That. <laughs> <laughs> sound a bit off, innit? <laughs> yeah, Tim, saw that. Sounds a bit off. He turns around. Well, you don't like that? <laughs> I said, <laughs> I <was> like, 
You see, that, that's the mistake. Whatever he's doing, shut, shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Let him get on with it. I was like, no, it's cool, man. <laughs> no, no, I said, no, you know, man, run with it, run with it. <laughs> and I was like, yo, man, that's the thing with you English guys, man. You're the British artists, man. You miss the vibe, man. That's the energy, that's the energy right there, man. You miss the vibe. Because I think I did say to him, boy, that little hurt, that doesn't sound off to you. He's like, man, that's the thing about you English artists, man. You miss the vibe, man. That's the vibe right there. You know, we, we edit, he's saying, and we clean up too, too much, you understand? Know, so. Then he replayed it and then went out of the room. And when you could see him through the window outside, just listening to it, like, mm. then he comes back in. He says, yeah, yeah, that's the one, that's the one. I like, oh, okay. Mm. And um, he's, he, man's talented, you know. Mum is doing this kind of beatboxing and doing the beat with his feet on the wooden floors. Mm. Like, ah, 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 with his feet. Yeah. But beatboxing, the, and then, sorry, and then mm. beatboxing over it. Like, yeah, man, that was, yeah, I want you to do this. He's tuned to the edge here, and I want you to go, mm, but he's tapping the beat with his feet. I oh, say so he's getting the engineer to make the beat. Like yeah, he said I want the beat tapping. to sound like this. It was more or less the same beat that yeah, I said. Yeah. Yeah. I want to make the beat like this by doing it with his feet. And he's humming mm. like the chord. Yeah. Mm. I thought, wow, that's like, that's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And anyway, so then we go to the show, the magnetized. So what he does, he goes on, it's a big like scaffolding and Jay comes into the middle and he's got the band drummer there and a keyboardist there and all scattered amongst the scaffolding and the corner over there it's got a giant screen there giant screen there and it's got Timblin goes up onto this platform here and he DJs and starts the show you know and he plays all his his his, his hits oh, yeah, Missy yeah. and Justin and all the hits he's ever did he plays about half an hour set but at the beginning of the set Oh, Have you got the party mood, the party crew? Yeah, I'll put a little bit on my um, Insta. If you want to check it out, check my Insta. I've got about a uh, 10 second clip because I didn't really check it. There's like, yo, D, yo, yo, D, D, there, you, you, And it's already starting there. I've got the party. And I see it on the big screen and they're zooming in on him and he's emceeing it. Damn! Okay! And my voice is just running. So I get my phone and stuff. I just record the screen and try to record a bit of him and record the screen of. It happening, and so you know, for for the rest of the tour, he was just using that as a vocal. Do you know what I mean? His intro thing, yeah. So what? Yeah. No worries <clears throat> for that, or no. And then, and then you know, I am. Um, it's not a record. He's just done it in the in no, the actual it's venue. A drop, it's, it's just a, it's just a, it's a, it's a, it's a drop. It's just an intro yeah, in, a, in his venue. It's not, you know, it's not it's a record, cool. is it? Yeah, yeah. A couple grand <laughs> time it played. Not Timberland. I was actually quite happy that he was yeah. assisting. Yeah. He already <laughs> said he can't give you no money. <laughs> He no, he, he can't that, give you he money. Made that clear. <laughs> he no, no, I can't give you money. But if you say this, I can pay you money. He could have, he could have paid him for the vocals too. But you know, right. it's still a big, it's still a big, um, yeah. a big thing. Yeah, yeah it was you like know I mean? you know, I enjoyed being hanging out with him and stuff. And then um, before he went home, he was like, "Yo, this big one was he's, before he went home." This what I spoke to you lot at that time when you lot was dealing with Skrillex, and uh, he's like, "Yo, demon, I can't give you money, but." You just, I don't know your style too good, man. You go and make a tune with your boys, give me the tune and let me give my Timberland touch in it, yeah? Okay. And you can have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. Phone up potential bad boy, phoned up Brocky. I said, yo, we need to get in studio tomorrow. First thing. Went and banged this tune, gave him the tune on the key and, um, well, nothing happened to it. <laughs> <laughs> he, just, he's, you know, he just took the key and I don't know. He didn't really make no tune down. Or anything like that. It's just... Kind of went all them things that like when, when I was on uni <coughs> and most of the yard men used to come over mm. the yard DJs and they want to take me back to Jamaica mm. 
when they come on uni, it's like, yeah, man, like you should live a job here, Karasa. I don't know if that's where the saying, the saying comes from. Man, like you should live a job here, Karasa. We'll make a big in our world. Yeah, right. Nothing happens. You know, just go talk. I think artists just do that. <laughs> You know, they just, you know, when they're big like that, you know, you make good friends. We did it when we traveled yeah, abroad, yeah, but we yeah. don't promise them to yeah, make records. Yeah. No. But you make good friends, don't yeah. you? Mm. You know what I mean? So, no, don't worry, man, I'll send you that tape or I'll send you a T-shirt or yeah. I'll send say, so I guess he was kind of doing that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And um, if I weren't so in awe of what was taking place, then then maybe I would have saw it for yeah. just that. Do you or, know what I mean? Or you might have even said something. You might have just put it on him, innit? You uh, might yeah, just put yeah. it on him and say, listen, I want to do something, innit? But, but you know what? He's you know got mean? that thick gold chain still around his neck. What do you say? He can't give me no money. I'm like, well, you can give me that chain, huh? <laughs> I, think, I was going to say, give me, a, give me a link. <laughs> you can give me the chain. It's sitting off his chest, chest about that thick. I'm like, yeah, man, you can give me that chain. But you know what you should have done, really, then? Mm. You should have booked a flight, got to New York, and chill with him because you know he's gone. in the studio yeah. every he must I should have gone the out there and chilled out with him but then yeah. but it's easier said than done you know what I mean because yeah, you I go out there you spend two weeks that's two weeks of showing mm. yeah, that's what I could have done yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and you know and also you know people are always rushing him and stuff like that and mm, you get over there he's all busy he can't even see you <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> what I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> he's got no time <laughs> I, I don't know I don't remember dead. him <laughs> I know a debt in England when I go over there I know a debt in England New <laughs> York <laughs> nah somebody's trying it yeah I don't know so listen we're going to wrap up the show soon okay, yeah okay. what can the um, ravers DMB junglist, what can they expect from debt in the next? Man, say, I've been five? really, be I've been really busy since January, and um, I've got a tune coming out soon on Born on Road with a music video sporting it. We've never done a tune, have we? We have, of course, we have. I was on your album. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, um, he's on the jazz album. Isn't yeah, lyric, uh, rinse and lyrics. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a bad tune. That's what yeah, we're talking about. Ago. So, yeah. um, then we have another one with that we done with Martin. Was he on? Was we on that one? Was we on Black that? Martin or White Martin? Martin over Botchett. Didn't we do no, something? No, no. I just done your album. I just done your album way back in the day when you got that deal. Mm. But um, yeah. So I've got I've got a tune coming out with um, Born on Road. Got two tunes coming out with them. That's coming out soon. I think it's coming out in July. Born on Road's doing well though. Born on Road's they're doing good. Yeah, they got voted the doing, best label of the year. They're doing really well. So I've got a tune, they've signed two of my tunes that I've been dealing with. I'm working with a guy called Marshall Tactics and um, he's a really good producer. He's only 24 years of age from mm -hmm. Devon and um, obviously he's in London now and he is so talented. It's just unbelievable, this guy. And um, he doesn't rave, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. He, you know, he's he listens to our money. music. <laughs> no, but he listens to our music and he's so good at it. And obviously I've been in the scene for years, so I know how to direct him a certain way as well. So I've got two tunes coming out there. I've got a, another package coming and it's, you know, I don't really <laughs> want to say too much about it, but um, it's got a hell of a lot of singers on it. And um, they're going to like this stuff. I'm kind of, you know, I'm excited. You know, I've got like a 16 bar, in majority of the tracks, mm -hmm. but the songs are absolutely, you know, the songs themselves. You know, sometimes you listen to a song and you've got right to it, but the song's so good. You keep getting wrapped up in the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And it's been like that with most of the tracks I've done with this, with Martial Tactics and the people that he's had to, um, for me to do the stuff with. And yeah, so that stuff is going to be coming probably to the end of the year, maybe even next year, but there's bits coming out at the moment. We've got Born on Rose got that one coming out. We've got another two tracks that I think is going to either go to Ram 
or hospitality. Were um, they like proper jump up or? Oh no, like rave tune, DJ stuff, like rollers. Okay. You know what I mean, we got one, we got one jump up tune and one roller. We kind of do it like that. So we gave Born on Road a jump up tune and a roller. You know, I kind of got one of the tunes with Born on Road has got Grinder from Corrupt FM. Do you know Grinder? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So I've got him on it. Um, on one tune and then the other tune, you know, is, is, is something else. And uh, so we've got, and then we've got two other tunes that um, we'll be going to another label. And then we've got the, the album package, um, which we're going to call Ruse, uh, kind of in two minds, but it's DTAC, me and Marshall Tactics are called DTAC. But the package is going to be called Ruse, and that package is the one that I'm, uh, I'm really looking forward to people getting, but they probably won't get it this year. You know, they'll get the other tracks this year. Maybe ne probably next year. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, that's that's me at the moment. You know what I mean? I done um Aquaman two last year. It gets released this year. So you might see me in Aquaman two um when it gets released. And um And the Brockian Deck experience still The Brockian Deck experience thing is, is is it's still going well. And it's kinda of sad because what happened that we re we raised it to such a height. Yeah, because it was just before the pandemic. pandemic yeah. And then the pandemic came and all that work we put in for those those years, we did a lot of work to try and get people used to hearing Brocky and their experience, the name, because they're used to me and work yeah, together. Yeah. Get them used to the name and getting somebody to support it and when it comes to bookings and getting the package out there. And we've done all that and it was, went so well and then the, the pandemic came and, it's, and it was for so long that it seems as though it's just like it was like it was a waste. We built it all the way up, and and then, you know, just didn't really get what we expected to get from it. And um, but it's still there. I mean, it can. Yeah, so we still do it now, but it's like the momentum was was was, was so right. You have to catch it at the right time. Yeah, you, you know, some it. things is it has you have to, to catch be, it. At the, yeah, you have to at catch the peak, it. At the right, you know yeah, what I mean? and it's fizzled out <laughs> for yeah, but and now we still do the broken day experience, but um, um. You know, it's, it, we feel as though we're starting all over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh man, we've done all that work. Now Jump starting to do it. We've got to do it all over again now. But <clears throat> I just hope what they've got so far out of the the um, the broken their experience, like they still like they still want more of it because it didn't really fulfil its potential. And we're, you know, and we're doing that now. And um, so yeah, hopefully, you know, that that gets to go the full strength this time around. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, that's me at the moment. Nice. I keep busy. I'm in the studio recording and stuff. Obviously, I like to train. I do personal training and stuff. And, and where could they I catch you this weekend? You this weekend, on the what day is it? Saturday. Seventh. Seventh. Yeah. All right. So the seventh of May at Ministry of Sound for um, AWOL. Um, looking forward to that. It's going to be absolutely banging. So you'll catch me there. Um, and yeah. And that's it. Hopefully, I'll see whoever's going out to a party this coming Saturday. If you haven't booked anywhere yet, then get yourself a ticket over for Ministry of Sound, and we'll see you over there. That was well, Debt. Yeah, that MC Debt. And I'm sure he's got nothing there's, more to chat about. We're gonna have to do a part two, you know. Man, I've got so much stuff. People, people won't believe me. <laughs> they think I'm lying. <laughs> <laughs> so how can one person fit so much into June day for your birthday bash, yeah? Oh. And 18th of um, June, sorry. Oh, 18th of June. No. 18th of June, you'll catch the Ragged Twins and myself down at EC1 uh, for my birthday bash. Make sure you look out for that. The flyers will be out. 
I mean, the information will be out from next week. Should be able to start buying tickets from next week as well. But yeah, that should be a nice intimate party we're having over there. So if you like intimacy. Make sure you're reaching. <laughs> E1. See? Come over. Yeah. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Now. I'm looking forward that? to that. Because uh, the last two years, my birthday has been in lockdown. Oh, yeah. Everybody's has, I think. No, not everyone. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, because um, it's, it's been 17 months, isn't it? Yeah, but... Well, they say it's two years. We say it's two years. Yeah, it's locked down from, from March, March, March to now. July. Yeah. Then they allow people to go and sit down in club. Oh, there was, yeah. Talk about dance. Okay, a few people that got the little... Got the little... The yeah, 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 yeah. I never got yeah, that one yeah, there. Yeah, I'm yeah. at two, two years, yeah, I missed yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I did one... I did two radio shows on online. Done 27 years of um, Brocky and Depp experience, Brocky and Depp, uh, for my birthday, on my birthday, and then I did my birthday show, where I was just DJing myself. I just DJed tunes, all the tunes I'd done up until that point. Yeah. Not all of them, but as many as I had at the time, yeah. up until that point. I was surprised how much I'd done. I've made loads of music, yeah. serious. It's just like, mate. Serious, bringing them all together, it's just like, wow. I didn't. Even, I forgot that one. Well, that's, wow. that's the thing about you that I like because mm. you don't want to just be on the stage. It's the mm. all right. We love being on the stage yeah, and doing yeah, doing yeah. the live thing, but we're yeah. artists. We need to I'm be in the studio money, recording. Yeah, PRS every every. Yeah, tree. I mean that was my dream from you the start. You know what I mean? My dream from the start was to be a recording artist. And well, that's I'm, what it's about. Yeah, that's, that's what it's about for me. That's what it's about because there's a lot for me. There's a lot of MCs out there. Mm. They ain't got much tunes and well you know we look you're locking yourself in a sense because we created a, a genre for MCs mm. never existed before you had to do blueses yeah. mm. you understand now white black Chinese or Indian you can be a, an MC mm -hmm. and become very popular and make a career out of it and travel the world. Yeah. But yeah, it, 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 had to, it had to end up like that because remember, yeah, but it the, record, the, the records, records weren't selling and they were not selling right. records. Right. So, so you, you had to still get make them though. Yeah. yeah, but then you've got to get, get to make your money. Yeah. They're yeah, not yeah, selling. Not saying, you, ain't money, saying, you ain't getting money off no, record sales. Records, it's, 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 it's the touring. Yeah, yeah. So we had to do the MC thing to earn every week. Yeah. And so it worked out good because it built a scene. Yeah. But... Obviously, we want to be artists. That's yeah. what we want to be, you know what right, I mean? Right, right. Well, you lot are artists. We, well, we are saying. still, yeah. Yeah, you know, but, uh, yeah, MCs, like myself, do want to be recognised as artists, but... Um, well, you are artists as well. <laughs> but we we, we, um, we we created a scene, man. Mm. We gave we, we gave life to mans that... You don't have to do a yeah, nine-to-five yeah. anymore. Come on. You don't even have to make yeah. a hit record anymore. No. Mm. No, man, you just <laughs> homing on a, a style... And, and you be good at it. And you break through. Yeah, and you're you, nice. You're, then you're all right. They, Obviously they, easier for the DJs at well, the moment. Of course. Of course. It MC. always has been because it's a DJ scene mm. we're in still mm. off the back of a DJ scene, mm. I should say. The jungle and the, and the scene that everyone raves out to, you know, um, we created a whole different style of thing. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Where you have to have MCs on this music. It's part of the package. Yeah, because you know every every genre, every genre or every style of mm. and we didn't just affect our scenes. Things. Yeah, we affected other scenes. So other scenes like hip hop, R and B, garage, all these things that do events here. Then they used to have MCs on different sets. Mm -hmm. Might be one guy comparing the whole night. Yeah. Now they do it like us. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Obviously they're not flashing lyrics hard or like that, but they have a different MC comparing each set. So we created that. That's off yeah. the back of Jungle. Mm. Do you understand what I'm saying? We created a big scene thing like that. And um, it, in some senses, it seems like to be a bit more better than actually, 
and then getting out to the audience because we've got internet and, uh, and all that than making a record. Mm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Your MCing style will probably get further around the world for these guys than if they made a record. Because then a record has to get played on radio and then they've got to be good enough for it to get played on radio and if it's not played on radio, who heard it? You understand? Whereas exactly. now he can go on the radio just spit anything you want. Mm. Anyway, it's a pleasure having you, mate. My man. Respect. Thank you. Every time. We'll have to do this again because that was absolutely riveting. And big up some of the um, people that... Um, J Switch UK. Big go on, up. big them up there. Go on. What's that say? Take me back, Pirate Radio Archives. Yeah. Jay Jackson, big up your chairs. Maximum boost. Drummer Bass Locals, maximum boost. Take, uh, new Spaces. Is that, oh, that's not... Those ain't shouts, are they? Yeah. Are they like the red ones? Yeah, they're, they're yeah, all the shouts down there. And that's what they're saying. That's their name, eh? New Spaces. Yeah, I don't just, know what yeah, that must be an organisation. Dan Turvey. New Spaces. Is that one, man? Big up your chest. I saw him, Liam. Yeah. Lisa, Lisa Marie, Fitzgerald, big up yourself. What's his name? New Spaces. New, what's News short for? Newton. 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 I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> ah, New Newton. Newton. What are you short for? New. Uh, spaces. Nikki Lady, Nikki Dumbrill. Maximum boost. I know most yeah. of them because they, they listen to my show on the Friday. Right, you need to send records. me some, some tunes so I can play them. I definitely will. I'd rather the newer stuff. Wayne Atherley. Yo. Big up, man. Big up, everybody. Big up, everyone, Thank man. You very much. All those that didn't get shot in, all the silent listeners. I think all this the ones that are Facebook as well. Man. Big up all the Facebook crew, man. Maximum boost. And anybody going Unity in the Sun, we'll be out there next week. See you there, yeah? That's wrapping up another Ragga Twins Confidential. Catch us next month. We will have another celebrity. We ain't telling you yet, but we will have one. Thank you very much. We out. <laughs>